This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Sauce. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're partying with the Locusts as we watch Spine, Jesus, 409 in the Criterion uh, Collection. Ugh. 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 <laughs> uh, Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven from 1979. But oh. first, RJ. Uh-huh. A, a happy Creeptober to you. And a Creeptober to you, my friend. Quick it's a Bobby to... Boucher. Quick Quicktoba. A Quicktoba coming in fresh. Yes, very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. And um, this wet and this weather. Oh. It's 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 perfect. Can we talk perfect about this fall weather? weather? It's actually how, good, people. It's how actually hot good. is it? Uh it's nice. It is nice. It's very it's, nice. It's, it's, it's great. It's what you want yeah. to hear, what you want to feel against your body. To do what? Sorry? You want to feel, you know, when you walk out and you're like, ah, it's perfect jacket weather. But it's not uh, like I'm desperately clinging to my jacket for more like containing of my body heat so I don't freeze. Not to yet. Death. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, incredible weather we're having at the moment. Incredible weather, Jarrett. <laughs> the only mm-hmm. unfortunate thing is, um, Currently, it is colder now than it was a year ago on the same day. So, uh, uh oh, uh, you got your winter tires on yet? I don't. I, I, I should you, go buy some. Is what you're are you saying. just like asking for trouble? I, I mean, I'm, I'm you, you just for, asking for it the I've, way I've your car is dressed. I've, I've done fairly well. Um, have, have you? I, I have. I've been very successful without them. Interesting. Uh, up uh, to this point. Yeah, well, I mean, your vehicle is kind of stout. Yeah, it is. Kind of stoutly. Mm-hmm. So I guess it might work. Well, but sure. I mean, my vehicle is not stoutly. So mm-hmm. It is the opposite of stoutly. It's lean. It's mean. It's a driving machine. <laughs> did you get that one? I did. I did. Yeah. What did you think of that? I was just thinking, how long, RJ, did it take Until? for you to start thinking? Man, it's October. When did uh, when, before? Yeah, yeah. I was like, "We're getting there, we're getting there." So that was good. I felt it yesterday. That's when it really. Yesterday? That's when it set in. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would have thought it would have been a little earlier than that, but like, no. it's like four days in already. Like, uh, well, it's three days in. Kind of like four days in already, but like, it, well, it is now four days. Well, now but yesterday was three. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, you know cozying in, yeah, uh, uh, logging in to a, a streaming platform and checking out some spook fest movies. Oh, interesting! And did you uh, ha- find some time to appreciate the fall foliage? Like the the, the, the leaves fo- foliage? Yes, yes. The, f- 
the fallen leaves. So foliage. When, when I go into work, uh, there's this sweet spot uh, right before the doors where the wind gets kind of caught and it creates this like kind of always this perpetual little tornado. Uh, and it's a little pile of leaves. Oh, interesting. And, and, and it crinkles as I walk by. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And is that something that you enjoy? I, I, I nod to it. You go, oh, yeah. Fatal homage and uh, move on my on my way after that. But have you gotten a pumpkin latte yet? Is the big no, question. no. Why would why would I get a pumpkin latte? I don't know. I mean, lattes are nice. Lots of sweet treats in there. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I've been putting. Uh, I make my coffee in the morning, and I've been putting a sprinkle of cinnamon on top for a yeah. nice little treat. It's a nice treat. Well, you could do that anytime. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I didn't start just because of October, but I think I might just do it constantly. There you it's go. not a lot. It's not enough to make it like crazy or anything like that. I just uh, just want a little cinnamon. No problem. Yeah, I, I saw something what? today. You saw something? I saw something today, and oh, I uh, I tried to take a picture, but I couldn't really. Okay. Um, I went by too fast, but I saw a uh, a trailer that was like open and there was like a bandsaw on it and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, it was like a, a contractor trailer, right? And yeah. uh, sure enough, on the side of it was uh, contractors. Um, but the name of this contracting company uh, I found rather, rather shocking, Jared, Ra- rather shocking. Now, I could send you the image if you want to try to decipher it, but it was taken as I was driving by at a high velocity. Um, so I'll see if you can make out what this thing says. Okay. Uh, you won't be able to see the picture, unfortunately. But the picture. <laughs> now, all I gotta ask is, uh, uh, I think if you could pick that... a brand of something that you shouldn't put as your company name, what what, what would that what, what 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 genre would that fall in? Well, can you see what it is? I think I see the word. I'm not. Okay. I'm not sure what the second word is. Uh, the second word is contractors. Oh, Jesus. So if you okay. can see the first okay. word, but is I, that I, I, I should have I should have built it up a little bit more. I should have asked you. Were what, they clowns? Were they the clowns? Were they clown people? Were they clown uh, people? Was it... I didn't see any people, which is also concerning. I just saw the trailer uh, open, but uh, mm. um, so the hey, picture was of the 2008 film. It was uh, the eyes and the mouth. It was the picture of this contracting company, people that are asking you to trust them to come into your home and to be unattended for, for would you, would, what you're saying you wouldn't hire the contractor whose uh, mascot is the, the fellow who's famous for saying, or being described as wanting to watch the world burn. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's maybe hard I, to say. Maybe I don't want you to work on my garage. It's, it's hard to say. Maybe. So, um, do you want to tell the people out there what uh, this contracting company was called? And then I'll describe the image. Oh, do, do I, RJ? I will kill you. <laughs> Make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. Whoa. It, it wasn't that one, though. It was the, one of the previous versions. Yeah, it was. Not, not Jared Leto. But yes, the Joker. Joker contracting? Joker... Uh, contractors is what it uh what contractors it said. Okay. and then underneath it was like i don't know it was something like floors uh walls 
like just the most generic things that it was like floors, walls, houses. And I was like, okay, got it. Uh, and the picture was um, Heath Ledger Joker. It was the two eyes and then the uh, the slash smile. That was that was the picture of this contracting company, which um, a few things I noted. Number one, I don't know if that's what you should do. Like I said, if you want to be a trusted operation, I don't know if that's the thing to go with. Number two, do you feel like that would maybe be copyrighted in some way? by uh, what discovery now i think owns, discovery uh... warner brothers or no. who are... <clears throat> do, you, do you think they are aware of this joker contractors and uh and uh and such i, I just imagine this this is the guy going to be do you want to see a magic trick say it's not about uh, the money but I mean, pay I'm, me talking with your your talk with the side of your mouth i just like just like that or what you um, need? What kind of work do you need? Floors. We're gonna work, we're gonna work on that. The deck. What kind of work do you need? Floors. Walls. What kind of molding. Molding on the frames. Floors. Walls. House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I saw. Uh, I uh, you know, uh, Mr. Joker. Call me Vanessa. Call me the uh, Joker. <laughs> Yeah, flaps. This flappy sounds. Yeah, uh, I saw it, and no, I was. We're just, getting, um, we're just getting quotes right now. <laughs> so yeah, we'll definitely call you if we think that. Um, you got a house. You could. You could. I. I you got make, a house. Make some, make some calls. I do have things that need uh, attending to, but uh, should I get Joker contractors over here? <laughs> if I do, I will. I will make right sure there. that you know first, just in case I don't show up one day. Something happens. Something might happen. Something unfortunate. Well, so. yes, you just, I mean, he might take umbrage of the fact you've got a Bane statue in your Well, exactly. Your boat, you know? Like, I'm like target number one for this guy, I believe. You are. You are. Hey, uh, um, target number did one. You, did you go ahead and order that uh, $200 uh, Art the Clown? No, because under closer examination, um, it was 12 inches. If it was 12 feet, I would have really considered it because okay. I am in the market for like a twelve foot skeleton kind of deal. Something for the the yard out front. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, did you, you got, see you, the Halloween you... decoration I put up? I did, I did. Yeah, would you? That that's the the current decoration. I I think it looks kind of nice. Just just having that thing. It shows that we care, but I'm not going to invest a lot of effort into it. Right. Yeah, I see. I see. I found that at the dollar store, and I thought it was wicked. But I do think. Do you think that's gonna make it through Halloween, or is that getting stolen for sure by street <sighs> use? Yeah, you. Well, I mean, they, they didn't find anything uh, in your back shed. So those were fearless cat burglars. Those, those were not street use. The use. fearless cat burglars. But like I said, I I got something set up. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I got some bells. So I'm gonna put some bells out too. Okay. Bell. I, I got bear bells on Amazon, Jarrett. You know about bear bells? Uh, I don't. It's for like uh, hikers. You, uh, it's it's like a a really loud bell on a carabiner, and it like jingles as you walk to like scare the bears. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, attach those to my gate so that when the gate is open, hmm? now that will, will that deter a fearless cat ruler? A doubtful. Will it but even deter I'm gonna a bear? Try. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess they work. They're popular, but uh, I imagine someone who's had a negative encounter with a bear has had a bear bell, and the bear just didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? That's that's right. Bears yeah. old enough. Speaking of negative encounters, I believe today is a day of some sort. Unless you would like to tell me about your week in some way. Oh, nah. Nah. Good. Well, here here's the good news. It's Creeptober. The weather yep. is finally nice, and let's enjoy it while we can. Well, as it comes to a a halt, as we remember, we've got emails, RJ. That's the negative encounters I was uh, right. referring to. Well, our first negative encounter, yeah, written back on September twelfth. Holy shit! Keegan Day has been waiting for this one. Keegan this day. Come. Yeah. He's the guy. He's a with, guy. With an email entitled, Elden Ring Isn't Hard. Um, okay. I've hey, never Creeps. played it. RJ okay. has been sending his wife to bed early to play video games for a while now, <laughs> but he's also mentioned a few times that he's not keen on Dark Souls games for their reputation for being difficult. I'm going to clear the air, as I am one of the very few Souls gamers that has common sense, good mental health, and I'm very humble. Elden oh. Ring is a well-put-together game that looks good and has cool fantasy lore. The biggest aspects are basically exploration and character building. The open world is pretty full of content to keep you busy, and the character building and playstyles are very in-depth. You will die a lot playing yeah. this game, and people, are in, uh, and people interpret this as the game being hard. But with each death, you get a little bit further and learn more about how to survive areas, enemies, and how to dodge boss attacks. There's also a lot of nerds working very hard to keep the wiki reliable. No oh. shame in using wiki guides sometimes, especially oh. for Souls games. Have a great, sorry, have a happy Creeptober. Well, yes, so far, I will. So good. I will. So, I, I mean, I should clarify. I've never played any of the, the Dark Souls games. It's just I've heard about their crippling difficulty, and I was like, I don't really want to do that. And I think I've said before, which a lot of people didn't like, uh, I thought I, I played The Witcher 3 for like an hour and I was like, this is too much. I was like, I don't You got to switch swords for different monsters. I was like, I don't, don't want to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Was, know, they're too boring. I don't want those. Um, I would give it a try, but uh, I don't know. I, I do have a feeling it would be uh, too much. Now, I've never said this before, but I've never played these games, but I'm going to assume they're not five stars. Do you know what I mean, Jarrett? You know what I mean. Like the Dark Souls games? Yeah, yeah. You know how people like that, like, a lot of people have favorite movies, and, like, I've never seen those movies, but I'm going to assume they're not five stars. Oh, RJ. People don't forget, Jared, especially not me. You have to remember this. No. Yeah, have you you noticed a trend in the posts lately uh, with the audio drops that I will not ever stop? (laughs) And the songs I'm including in our postings? It's never going to (laughs) stop. Never gonna stop. Don't mention something to me unless you want it to be talked about forever. Incessantly. Forever. Endeavor. <laughs> Endeavor. I don't know, I'd give it a try one day. Have you ever played those? I know you only played the games with the like the the big booby women. <laughs> I beg your pardon. You did play a game like that once. Uh, like Dark Souls? Yeah. Uh I've played like I don't know, the first level of Dark Souls. And? It was, it was uh, I mean, I died. Oh, but okay. It's, it's cool. It's a cool game. Okay. Yeah. So you're not a big 
booby game guy? I thought you were. I, just that oh, one. Whatever it was called, Dragon Soul or something like that. Oh, Dragon's yes. Orb. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real yeah. Jarrett pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy loves breasts. Well, what, what, what I've been... <laughs> What I've been looking up is the thing that threw me off was this mention about uh, wikis for like walkthroughs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wiki mm-hmm. guides, but I'm like, I'm like, man, I remember walkthroughs, and I was trying to remember the name of old walkthrough pages. I guess like IGN has yep. them. IGN uh, does, and then like certain franchises sometimes have their own that are like a little bit more in depth, like for the franchise itself. Depends what you're playing. What about game FAQs? Uh yeah, sometimes I I like I I've dabbled with some of those. Like sometimes the IGN one is good, but sometimes it's not. Like um, I think I used one for Metroid Prime because uh that game's like seven puzzles on top of each other, especially near the end of it. And uh, I think I was using the IGN one, but I think for a while I had to switch to like a Metroid Prime or a Metroid specific one because it was just like the IGN was like go up, turn turn when you see this thing, and then turn when you see that thing. And I was like, what? I was like, "What thing?" So I had to, I had to find something better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure the 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 Dark Souls games have their own wiki. Oh, I'm or... sure they do. But I was like, "Oh yeah, wikis." That makes sense. Like, I feel like yeah. I was looking at these things before that became a thing. But it makes sense. Yeah. I've dabbled. Makes I've sense. dabbled. Very yep. good. Very good. Uh, next email from Brent. Email. Brent. In... Brent. Okay. In PDX. In PDX. Yeah. Is that like a workout plan? PDX. Is that within, like CrossFit? With an with an email entitled X Files episodes. Oh. Hey creeps. Oh dear. Long time listener, first time email. Uh... Listening to RJ's recap of the Shield last episode. Uh, I was reminded there were some episodes where you were going through the X-Files in similar fashion. I was in high school and college during the X-Files heyday, but never got around to watching them until this year. So -hmm. far, I've made it through through season two, and it's okay. Anyway, I was wondering if there was any way for your loyal listeners to find your TV show discussions by episode. I remember watching Twin Peaks The Return Mm. and following your discussions, and that was great. Well, I mean, RJ watched X-Files... Before, before we were the pod yeah and i have been watching it like on and off S- sporadically over like the last yeah, year and five, i couldn't even imagine because those were like 22 episode yeah. seasons i mean star trek has like a beginning middle and end and we did do trek but i don't know i don't i don't know if we're going to be doing x files and there's yeah. like so many x files are like not good to talk I about mean, at all i i've thought of re-watching it in the next couple of years but like i feel like if if you're watching it now and I rewatched it, you would not want an episode by episode playthrough. But I mean, I, I do think if if when I had watched it, we were doing this thing the way we are now, I would have definitely hit them one by one. But um, <clears throat> I, I do a lot of I, I do other things while I have X-Files yeah. on, like painting minis. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I not, do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, was, I don't well, think it's I, H-Well. That's all, I was, that's all I'm trying to say. Well, I, I think I was definitely a lot softer on it than Jerry. Like, I really liked a lot of it. Is there some bad episodes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, I did uh, I did enjoy quite a bit of it. So, I don't know. I, it is I what it just, is. Just in terms of consistency of these uh, kind of classic TV shows, uh, it's yeah. definitely one of the least free, uh, consistent. 
Well, I think after Creeptober, we'll take November off, and then we'll do Picard December, or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. And, or whatever. And then uh, I'll, I'll probably need a new show after that, and I have some ideas. I have some ideas of what oh. I could watch. Oh, boy. But I'll ask Jared, because some, some of these things, it's like, I don't know if this needs a play-by-play. There's there's a couple that it's like, absolutely. Like, um, uh, I do want to watch Twilight Zone, and I do want to mm. watch Tales from the Crypt. And I think those would be warranted of uh, play-by-plays. Possibly. After The Shield, I was also like Justified was recommended. And I was like, I do want to watch that. But I don't think I would do a a, a play-by-play for Justified. Even though it's it seems like it's talked about in the same sense as The Shield. Maybe it's just because Walton Goggins is in that too. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not not high on Justified. I I tried it. Yeah. And it's it's no Shield. It, It felt... I don't know. A little uh, bit more no, on the, 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 more on the, and plus also it's Elmer Leonard uh, source material. So that's like also should have been like even more exciting for me, but I was just kind of like, nah, not, yeah. not, not loving this. Hey, RJ, remember Terriers? Uh, I do remember Terriers. I don't think I did a play by play for that. Did you I? did not. You did not. That was yeah. a good show. All one season of it. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. There's some shows I do want to watch that I wouldn't, justified i wouldn't if i do actually watch it and stick with it um mm-hmm. but uh i think tales from the crypt or twilight zone would be very cool for that me be, at uh, least so i'd put that to the poll you know on which one to do or wh- whether it was yeah. worth it or not well, well where would a, where would one find a poll like this well i don't know it might get brought up in an email later we'll, we'll check it out oh okay yeah i don't know where well i don't know where something like that could be posted rj Oh, okay. I, that's why I was asking too, but I guess yeah. uh, we'll never know. Since we're getting into Creeptober, have you had the chance to watch Canadian filmed Channel Zero? Well, not I've every season, season was equally good. I thought it was a, uh, one of the better horror shows I've seen and was sad to see it canceled. Any under the uh, radar recommendations for horror films from the last couple of years for Creeptober? Uh, Brenton PDX. Again, I, I'm not sure what that is offhand, well, but... Uh... Maybe it's, for... maybe it's hideously obvious. Maybe I'll Google search it. Well, I I just like to thank Brant for emailing. Thanks, Portland, Brant. Portland, Portlandia. All right, cool. Thank you, Brant. Good job, Brant. <laughs> what a yep. nickname, Brant. Brant. Uh, P.S. Can't wait to see if the show survives Berlin Alexanderplatz. Uh, it it uh, won't. I'm, oh, I'm not showing up for those days. It's fine. It'll be fine. I'm not sure. It, it, see, that'd be too obvious. That'd, that'd be too, too obvious to get yeah. through. No, the one that'll break me will be like some 80 minute, like, uh, Gus Van Sant <laughs> movie. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, it'll get real close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've never, I've I've seen never... a season of Channel Zero, have you? Oh, is that the one with the teeth? Yes. The teeth, teeth. season one has the, the tooth chatler or whatever. His and name. then the se- second season was like Butcher's Bay or something. Butcher's Bay or Butcher's something. And then, uh, season three was like my cream door or cream door <laughs> well in the duncan house potentially yes. that's right and so there was a fourth season i think I, I guess there was but yeah i remember when this was getting talked up on that uh now dead podcast shockwaves why is it dead uh, well you know bad people bad person and yet we're still there. running hey and because we're under the radar <laughs> can't catch yeah. us 
anyways. It's, it's hey, it's a good thing Pizza Hut doesn't have a human resources department. Well, they do, but currently I have uh, skated it's, past that. It's, it's also you. It is also me, yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, did you see that pizza I was delivering? The picture, just to interrupt for a second, the picture didn't really do it justice. That thing was steaming so hard. Like, there was so much hot steam coming off of it. It looked like someone was in the box having a ripping a dart. Big, a, big steam. Wow, big steam. Yeah, anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, you are talking um, about There's a question about under-the-radar recommendations for horror films from the last couple of years for Creeptober. Mm-hmm. Well... Okay. Well, it's not RJ because what my advice would be, um, Brent would be to Brent. hop on, hop on to Letterboxd and check out our lists from the last few years because I, on the top of mine, I always mention my top picks of the highlights of the the month. Just take yeah. a look. Let's see right now because I've got the list right now. I haven't done this in the past where I have the ongoing total back. posted, yeah. but you if you just click on the tag. 31 Days of Horror. It'll mm-hmm. bring up all my lists. And see, so last year, last year was kind of slim pickings, honestly, but uh, I thought that Books of Blood, Clive mm-hmm. Barker adaptation was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hard Rock Zombies, which was on Shudder at the time. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Hell oh, House yeah. LLC 1. Uh, was, yes. If you like found footage, it's got some good stuff. Yes. Deadstream. Uh, yes. Uh, RJ's going to tell us how the bees actually is because Jared uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had Cherry Falls. That was, that oh, was yeah. a, also a pleasant surprise. Uh, uh, the Collection, the sequel to The Collector. If you haven't watched either of those, those are some real rough, rough and tumble movies mm-hmm. in like the Saw sort of way of like just unrelenting, horrible things happening to poor bastard people. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. And yeah. And if you follow through all those little tags of mine, you can see all sorts of good stuff. I just saw, um, I think it's, it's Colin, uh, who hasn't written in for a long time. Colin uh, Mockery? Yeah. He okay. he watched Kill List uh, recently and thanked us for it. Oh, yeah. Kill List rules. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Dog and I share a lot from last year. Like Deadstream was really good, and uh, Cherry Falls is really good. I don't, I can't remember if I watched that last year or the, yeah, it was, was last year. Yeah, it was last year because you watched it. Yeah. I went, well, I might as well give it a shot. Yeah, and uh, um, Hard Rock Zombies was cool. Rocktober Blood was also really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only other one I would add that I watched that I think you didn't was The Medium was pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I like the, those pan Asian uh, horror movies. There, uh... I, I think I saw the runtime was long. Yeah, it it, it is, but uh, it was good. Um, I don't have mine split up, but uh, I do have all of my lists tagged. And so Jared already hit twenty twenty two, but twenty twenty one movies I did like. Day of the Beast I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Uh, the short that Jared put me on, Other Side of the Box, that was a good one. Uh... Oh. Oh. Yeah, that was good. And Pedagore, oh. that's another pan-Asian one that uh, I liked quite a bit. What, what a good title. In uh, Pedagore. Pedagore. Ooh, exists. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but for for a very specific reason, that is a good one. Yeah. Oh, Green. no one gets out alive. That was okay. That was okay. Anyways, yeah, okay. I don't have mine separated. but okay. I, I did watch that Channel Zero brand. Uh, and I did uh, I did enjoy the first season. I thought it was good, but um, I think that show was never gonna last because it was um, sourced by that creepy pasta like 
Reddit, whatever that thing was, which is like, were they like giving these people like monetary funds for this? Were they just stealing these ideas and being like, well, you said it on here, but like, did you really come up? Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like it would be a a lot of legal stuff involved in uh, (laughs) sourcing these online stories. Anyways, the well, first I mean, season was good. I mean, that's like a Wikipedia. It's like a yeah collaborative storytelling, and it's like mm-hmm. oh, once you put it out there, it's kind of weird. Like, well, actually, I came up with that one. And there's actually one of the shorts uh, I might talk about tonight or next week. Uh, is like in that same boat. Not too bad, but yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Hey, Sugarhead yeah. has oh. written in yet uh, with an email entitled Garrett's Football Picks. Oh, yeah, 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 the update. Hey, Jared and RJ. Just Mm -hmm. checking in because you're reading emails again. Mm -hmm. Recently got the Criterion channel again, specifically for Creeptober, so Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to some really mid-stuff, as the kids say. Mm -hmm. But hey, but Sugarhead just watched um, In the Mouth of Madness. Ooh, that's that's A+. That's that's good stuff. Yes. Speaking of mid-stuff... My Chicago Bears have been beyond mid, and I think the mm. only way for them to win a game is for Jared to stop picking them in his <laughs> weekly Discord sports picks. What's that Discord, you may ask? Why, it's the fastest-growing social media platform in the world today. Oh, right, Discord! Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Interesting. Interesting. Hi, RJ. How, if you wanted to join us on Discord, how would you do it? I don't know. I'm only first hearing about it now. What's Discord? Uh, well, it's the fastest growing social media platform in the world today. Okay, I thought, did, did you say that or did Sugarhead say that? Uh, only me. Oh, okay. Um, I think for as low a minimum, a minimum of a single dollar, uh, you could get onto this, uh, this platform. A minimum. That is not the cap. There is no cap. You could put as much as you wanted. Just keep them coming monthly, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yep. Sign up for the long haul. You know what I mean? All right there, Joker. <laughs> you, you need any work on your floors, <sighs> walls, or house? Foundations. Uh, foundations. But yeah, so as low as a dollar, you can get uh, you can get access to things like, what's a show that you want to hear me talk about episode by episode? Because, uh, well, if you make suggestions, will I watch it? Probably not. But I'll I'll pick three things that I actually want to watch, and you could you could vote for one of those three things that you would actually want to hear about. Maybe. Well, like shows on television. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm like, now that I know that you're a Bears fan, mm. and apparently my picking them is going to sabotage them. Do yeah. you think? See, this is like the RJ thing, where it's like you say something and you probably shouldn't have. Probably shouldn't have. Oh. All I know is that uh, I can't. As much as uh, I'm down with the Sugarhead, I can't support the Bears. I have, I have never been in a situation where the Bears have actually done something good. They have always <laughs> let me down every hey, single time. Or, or do you share? Uh, do you share the sentiment of uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer of "fuck the Bears"? I mean, kind of, and the only reason for that, like, I, I see why people really like the Bears. Like, the Bears are a cool team. Because well, you, like, you can say the thing. Dot Bears. There you go. Dot Bears. Uh, I Like, I get that. It's just, anytime I've picked the Bears to win, they lose. Anytime I pick against the Bears, they win. And it is, it's, it's, I can't win with the Bears ever, ever, ever. So, I, I've just, there's some teams that, like, in my, my little pick'em pool, I never pick the Bears, ever. Because I, I just can't. I can't support them. 
So that that would mean that they win all the time then. Well, lately, lately they've been doing okay. But uh, anytime I've they've I've lost a week by like a point or something like that, it's because of the Bears, which uh, which really upsets me. Okay. The football pool I'm in is really stressful, Jarrett. It's really stressful. <laughs> stressful, you say? Well, on Sunday I was just watching. I was in like fourth place, and then as the games were going, I went from fourth to fifth to sixth to first to tenth. <gasps> What? Like it, it's it, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. <laughs> you know Anyways, you just gotta log off. Yeah, I know. But watch a horror movie. There's real money at stake. Go go, go find some uh, chicken in the deodorant aisle. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, you want to hear something nuts? Not emails, but I, you know how many times I've I was I've been to Costco in the last seven days. Um, four times. Pretty close. Three. Okay. Went on Friday. I get off work early on Fridays. Pizza Hut's got a great union. I got off work early. I went in the early afternoon. It was so busy that I had to leave. The lines were... uh, You've been in Costco before, right? Yes, I have been to Costco before. The lines were back at uh, the meat department. Why? And I, I walked in and I went, nope. And I left, and then the next day I went back on Saturday. I said, maybe it would be better today. It was even busier. And I said, fuck this. I'm out of here. And then uh, I ended up going back uh, Monday night, and I saw the chaos of uh, what the, the late-night Costco shift is, where people put rotisserie chickens in the, the uh, deodorant aisle. Uh, there was stuff everywhere. Like, there was a pumpkin pie, like, by the toilet paper. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you guys... <laughs> Hmm. It's madness, Jarrett. Madness. Madness. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. continues. I watched that I like movie show, and it was real good. Oh, nice. That is a good show. I think even Jarrett would maybe like it. No. I'm not going to say you would. I'm saying you would maybe. wrong, Wrong month for it. Wrong month for it. Yes, yes. Maybe in another month or two. That's right. Have a great show talking about some local fare. Sweetly, Sugarhead. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, oh. unless uh, we get another email here in the next uh, couple minutes, we got Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, who writes an email entitled Letterboxed, <clears throat> sent from Yahoo Mail for iPhone. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't know that Yahoo still existed. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I get emails from Hotmail accounts sometimes. Oh, damn. So it, uh, it happens. No, I know, I know a couple of Hotmailers. Really? Any, any here tonight? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. That's as, that's as close to doxing as I get. So watch out, Kevin's out there using Yahoo. Tell me more. You'd be in trouble. So what's Kevin at Yahoo up to? Hi, creeps. I hope all is well up north. We are finally getting to the nice weather that brought us all to the desert. It's about fucking time. Mm. Have you seen the letterbox news? I remember a while back that you were worried that at some point the founders would sell it and it would get ruined. Well, they sold 60% for $50 million. To the Canadians, they claim it won't change. They're also planning on adding TV series to the site. We oh. will see. 
We will see. There's already TV series on there. There's no fucking rules on that thing. Well, I mean, are they going to start adding episodes of, oh, of series? What a nightmare. Could you throttle it for can you, movies can you only or movies oh, and TV? They might. They might actually make that an option. But you got to be a pro. I would, I would prefer that. I mean, if they want to increase engagement, people, uh, when they're couch potatoing out, mm-hmm. uh, binge watching a show, you can log your feelings episode about an episode. episode. Yeah, with your pithy yeah. commentary. This one was, didn't quite hit the markies, uh, the last one did. Until you hit that operated episode uh, demarcation on IMDb. Mm-hmm. All I that. know is lasagna cat's been added and removed more times than i've even opened up the website well, so like i was noticing there's like been shit with that for halloween this year too is um a couple things that i've lasagna liked. cat uh that or uh, shorts my home walkthrough they took that off and well they added it again because on mine so it, it was so it, it was marked as un... at some point yeah because i saw uh someone logged it anyway and yeah i, I saw it hadn't logged it and went what the fuck and i'm like yes i have and i loved it and but I'm not getting my credit. I'm getting stripped of of my, of my viewing. It's like one of the only reasons to watch things is to make sure that it gets uh, noticed on Letterboxd and uh, yeah. and they're stealthily taking it away, dwindling my numbers. I mean, yeah. taking off the wrestling pay per views is one thing, but I don't get it. I mean, short, what what do they have against short films? Now, on the other hand, I, I did notice uh, it's, it had been about oh, a few years anyway since I'd done a uh, top one hundred. Highest rated horror genre films or mm. entries or whatever on Letterboxd, and it's it's kind of a curious thing to go back to every once in a while. The last mm-hmm. list I did was like whatever it was four years ago, before the COVIDing, and yeah. um, to see where movies have dropped down and uh, mm-hmm. descended, like seeing you know Get Out being number one for a uh, long time for for a while there, and now it's drifted down. So like in the top twenty-five, but uh, the, the, this is what this is the thing about the skewing of recency bias and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very real things. Yeah. Now it's just uh, so Pearl if you had a, if you had X. a guess, you had a guess. What is number one? I would say it's either the Babadook or Hereditary. No, Heredity. Not. Nope. Heredity. So number one, number one, the thing. The good thing. The, like, the good the good thing oh, okay interesting yeah. i wouldn't have guessed that i would have thought it was something new because well i think do. currently the newest thing is get out at 13 uh okay. what one thing that's kind of artificial and i'm not sure about is that there's like a netflix show called love death and robots there's a david fincher episode oh yeah uh, yep. that's like really well regarded i guess um and then you've got black swan what we do in the shadows I'm looking at oh, I'm yeah. looking at feature length stuff. Yeah, uh, another episode of Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, let the right one in, and then of course you start getting into the thing where there's a whole bunch of "Don't hug me, I'm scared" entries, which I mean, I haven't seen it, but I doubt it's five I, stars. Well, there's six of them, RJ. I haven't and, seen uh, them, but I doubt they're, they're five not stars. We don't doubt no more. They're not. Okay, yeah. good. But uh, good. then you have uh, Lighthouse, the good one. Oh, that's but, good. But you got one cut of the dead. Which I was like, that's a, that was okay. I, I liked that movie. I thought it was yeah. good. It's yeah. good. I saw the devil, and then, uh, I mean, I don't agree with that. You, you can't see, uh, you can't say "Scream" is new anymore because it's from 1996. But you, there's like you know one. I, yeah, 
there's one oddity here uh, that I've always wondered about. It's National Theater Live, Frankenstein, uh, co-directed uh, by Danny Boyle. Is that the starring one Benedict Cumberbatch? Benedict Cumberbatch, that's right. They played that in Creepsville a couple times, like at the, at oh, the big yeah. cinema. People really like it, I guess. The big one, Jared. The big one there? Yeah, I guess it's good. Uh, one of the things I watched just because was the David Bowie music video for Black Star. Yeah, I saw you log that. I have the Black uh, Star CD in my car. Uh huh. Can I log that if I listen to the CD one? Well, if you, yeah, if you watch the music video, which uh, I oh. did not, it does not count as horror. Uh, that's, oh, okay. That's bunk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't really see how that fit, but I, I was like, I'll wait for him to talk well, about it. Hereditary's uh, all the way down to 54. Oh, uh, okay, that's good. L- luckily, it is below the fly. I can live with that. Yeah. But there was like some people, some some young kids and enterprising kids that get all their friends to five star their movie on Letterbox, and those creep up. But mm-hmm. it's like, get out of here, kid. I'm not. I'm not acknowledging you. You tell them. I I did. I just you told tell them. Bud, ignoring that. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, this is a good time to be using Letterbox. It's very helpful. I can always I can go back to a period of time and be like, oh, I was doing this when I watched that movie, mm-hmm. uh, in that particular month. Helpful. And then sometimes you go, oh, fuck, I totally forgot I watched that. And I, hopefully, I, I, um, that, yeah. Hopefully the new owners don't ruin it all. Well, they will. Well, indeed. Hey, RJ, mm-hmm. I started in on the Shield. So far, so good. I'm still in the first season, so there is a ways to go. That cop getting killed in the first episode wasn't a complete surprise. But how it happened was, and it was pretty shocking, who the killer was. Well, it's the entire series, kind of. Is that, that, that one that, that one moment? Nope. And it's all it's all good, all good, RJ. There's nothing, no issues at all to be had. Oh no, 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 no. Everything's gonna be okay for the boys. Everything, everything's gonna. Yeah, everything's fine. gonna work out just great. Everything's gonna work out just fine. Here's one, RJ. Are you guys library users? The library here has binge boxes. Five or six films with a common theme. Uh, have you seen them up there? Pretty handy and a good way to catch something you wouldn't normally watch. So I thought you might like to play Rank the Binge Box. Uh-oh. And since I'm pretty sure RJ has seen them all, I chose the box titled We Are Not Alone. Oh. Which is, of course, alien movies. Yeah. There, there are six films. Just rank them best to worst. Oh, okay. Maybe I mean, I'm... I don't know if I've seen them all, but... Okay, I'm going to copy and paste this little list. I'm okay. going to send it to you here. Um, as long as I... Our good I don't know Zuckerberg if I would cooperates. seen them all. I mean, it would be cool Ooh. if I had. Let's see. Let's open this up. I'm pretty sure you have. Oh, okay. It's not like E.T., is it? It's not E.T. Oh, okay. All right, we... I'd, oh, okay. I'd say, okay. I'd, I'd say none of these films are as good as E.T., Ugh, not as good as ET. I don't think I've seen Sphere, to be honest. Okay. Should I add that to my creep tour list? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I have seen I, the other ones. I definitely know one you've seen. It's got the Joker in it. It does have the Joker in it. Absolutely. The Joker, baby. Uh, so wait, what are, what are we doing here? Are we you're, you're ranking best to worst. Okay. Uh, should I rank best to worst or worst to best? Best to worst. Signs is number one, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Signs is an incredible movie. I don't care. I don't give a shit. 
forget what anybody says. That movie is wicked. Uh, I'm going to say Signs, Starship Troopers, Contact, Independence Day, Arrival, and then Sphere, because I haven't seen it. That's a TBD. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I, I assume it's not five stars. Um, yeah. And like, I actually, I like Arrival, but I think like those other movies are just really good. Like Signs, Starship Troopers, Contact, Independence Day, and then Arrival. That's how I would rank that. Yeah. What about you, Jer? Oh, that was a question for you. Oh, okay. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. Contact's a really good show too. I, I put it at third, but. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Independence Day and Arrival are maybe on par. I haven't seen either of them in a long time, but I think Independence Day is a little bit funner than Arrival. I'll spare you ranking. Uh, I'll spare you my ranking since it would start with Arrival, and I don't want to get yelled yeah. at. No, no one will yell at you. I don't think I've seen Arrival. You've seen Arrival. Well, which Arrival are we talking about? I'm thinking of... Are we talking about Charlie, Danny Villeneuve? I'm, well, I was thinking this is all very 90s. Uh, I was thinking... Oh, well, uh, which one are... Are we talking about a different Arrival? Well, I, I think... I was thinking of, like, a different movie altogether, I think. I thought we were talking about Denis Villeneuve. Are you talking about 1980 Arrival? To the city come men, women, fruits, flowers, vegetables, goats, and sheep, all ready for consumption? It is the process of consumption exploitation that forms the core of the film? No. Is that what you're talking about? From that, Manny Call? It's not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think he's talking about Denis Villeneuve, bud. Yeah, I guess so. It's just yeah. like the movie just doesn't fit with the rest of them. Well, I mean, it does have aliens in it, but I mean, that's that list, like, I don't think any of those movies are in, like, they're all aliens, but uh, they're all very different, um, very different see, genres. See, Science I was thinking horror. of, see, I was thinking of uh, The Arrival. Oh, okay. Yeah, the arrival is different. Big. So that's what um, that's what was throwing me off. But yeah, he clearly wrote arrival, not the arrival. But I just filled in the gap because everything else is this is these are all '90s movies. I guess Signs is like early 2000s, but 2002, I believe. Yeah. Um, but like Signs is horror, Independence Day and Starship is action, and then I would say Contact and Arrival are just straight science fiction. So very very different branches. You know what I mean? You know about I branches? I think the only movie of these six that I would even really rank would be Signs. At number one, of course, right? I guess, by default. Yeah, because it's really good. Contact, I barely remember. I've never seen Contact Sphere. Contact is good. Contact is um, good. I've never seen The Arrival, but I've seen Arrival. And Signs, I'm sure, is better than that. Independence Day is like uh, Chud Cinema. Yeah, yeah, and so Starship Troopers never been a fan. No, I like Starship Troopers too. No, uh, I I, I, I I had watched Starship Troopers when it came out when I was like I don't know nine or ten or something, and I was like sure. this is fun. Yeah, I saw that in theater, and I uh, and everyone talks, talks about the satire in it, but I was like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll watch RoboCop. I mean, RoboCop's yeah. wonderful. I mean, other than um signs i think contact is probably the best one on there contact's a pretty good show like it's not as good as uh i guess the book would be but uh you know it's a sci-fi movie 
Well, enough for now. Have a great Creeptober. Your pal, Kevin. Oh, thanks, Brant. Thanks, Brant. Oh, Kevon. Okay. Kevon. Kevon. Kevonte. Well, that's it for emails. Sure it is. Sure is. Uh, hey, RJ. Mm-hmm. What you uh, what you been creeping on this week? A whole bunch of stuff. Jared. Whole bunch of stuff. What do you want me to do here? Just hit it? I, I suppose. I mean, what would you feel like talking about? I mean, there's this is this is like well, a prelude to Google school. Yeah. I'll just give you some general stuff. I can talk about the first five I watched very, very casually. And then once I hit five is when we start to get into shared territory. So uh, I did watch Creep. Creep is good. Creep is good. I like. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I like those. That's how you started things off this month. Well, I like to start the month off with a movie with Creep in the title. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Duplass Brothers. It's good. Uh, I think the best thing about Creep is the runtime. I believe it is 79 minutes long or something. It is very nice. <laughs> very nice. Uh, and then I watched a sex uh, movie from the Italians. Yeah. Called Arabella Black Angel. Uh, this was on Shudder. Um, this is was like, I don't know, dude. There's like, there's a bunch of brothels with like, uh, like you go and it's always people. And it's like, what's your wildest fantasy? But it's like dudes in like uh, butt shorts and they're just like flexing with like cowboy hats. And you're just like, OK, but it was a it was a girl who was like um, they claimed she was a nymphomaniac, but not really. But it was it was because her husband was in a car accident and now he's paralyzed. But then when she goes out, someone is like killing the people that she's like seeing. Um, and then and then in, in between, there's like dudes in ass shorts with yo-yos. It was like a guy in chaps and he had like a yo-yo in both hands. And you're just like, OK. All right. Um, it's a giallo. It's Italian. You know exactly what you're getting. You know what I mean? Well, what year is this one from? Ara- Arabella? Uh, this is from 89. Okay. So a lot of insatiable Italians. And then uh, uh, one thing I thought was really funny was uh, the the, the, the warehouse that's all men, the male prostitutes, is called Freak Boy Town. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I like the sound of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a real Saturday uh, post. But anyways, it's it's not great. But uh, if you're in the mood for a giallo, that's... um, Mm -hmm mostly softcore pornography then arabella is a perfect movie for you you mm-hmm. know what i mean this this is as per uh, rj's own definitions how i would describe it. i mean if you watch this and you didn't think it was softcore pornography i i feel like there's something that says more about you than it does about me right uh and then i watched the company of company of wolves uh yeah, some, some neil jordan some neil jordan we had the scientist from tmnt 2 which was also the bad um, Cardassian. You know him. The guy, the, the lights Cardassian with Picard. That guy's in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wagner. Yeah, yeah, uh, Robert Wagner or something. This movie's got equal parts really good stuff, and then equal parts you're kind of like, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> yawning. Uh, it's got some cool stuff like... Um, uh, the the werewolf transformations in this are very cool. It's like faces peeling off and like the wolf snouts come out of mouths. Uh, it looks really oh, good. Uh, David Warner. David Warner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
um you you've seen this though right like the transformations the wolf transformations are super cool they're very good so way back when i would have watched this like eight years ago uh i think i described it as a gorgeous movie and really innovative Mm -hmm. if not seamless effects work uh the story within a story where characters tell one another stories is kind of odd uh like all the animals the aristocracy luncheon scene is amazing yeah, that story about the she wolf is really well yeah. done. Yeah, it's it's got, uh, and that's what I mean. Some of the stuff in this movie is really, really good. Some of it's kind of boring, but um, the transformations are so good. Uh, and then there's a lot of scenes of just like wolves running, and I was like, yeah, I was like, doggos, I like these guys. I actually watched this in like a, a trilogy of wolf movies. I I remember that. Yeah, I saw you watch Company of yeah. Wolves followed by Werewolf Woman, which I think is yeah uh, awesome. That movie yeah. was uh, really quite good, and followed, and that closed up with Wolf Cop. Hey, RJ, remember Wolf Cop? I do. You remember? Made a yeah, I, I know. Remember when everyone was like really into Wolf Cop? I do. I do remember that. Yeah. Wolf Cop. I I wasn't into Wolf Cop. Yeah, I know. I think I watched the Joe Bob. Joe Bob uh, always makes things good, except for movies he can't make good, which we'll talk about later. Um. Another really cool scene in this is they cut off a wolf head and it lands in a bowl of cream. And then as the head's turning, it turns into a person's head. And I was like, man, what a good, sh- what a good shot. Uh, Udo Kier is in this. Um, of course he is. Yeah. There's a really funny line where it's never trust a man with one eyebrow. And they're talking about people with unibrows because they're nine times out of 10, they're werewolves, which I thought was really funny. And then uh, I don't want to spoil it, but Angela Lansbury gets her head karate chopped off of her body. And uh, I was like, that's also pretty cool. So, yeah, Company of Wolves, I'd say, is a solid three star affair. Like, uh, it's got lots of really stuff in there. It's got some stuff that I was kind of like, Meh. like they tie a duck to the ground, and I was like, I'm not really on board with this duck endangerment. But what are you gonna do? What are you uh, gonna do? And then I watched Torso. Torso. So, Torso, which is another insatiable Italians film. I don't know if you can tell, but like the way I pick my first five movies is because uh, it's going to be what shows up on my list always. And it's like, I, it's like, I, I kind of want it to look cool. And Torso looked cool in there. Um, Torso opens with a threesome. And then it has a uh, dilapidated wa- warehouse orgy where it's just like a bunch of people doing a bunch of stuff. Um, and you're like, Man, all right. You know, this sound- all sounds like this is insatiable RJ. It's not me. It's not me. You're, who's no one's picking them for you? It's well. I mean, well, I did a hard pivot after this. Oh, it was uh, hard, all right. Get out of here. This is another. Uh, this is like a black leather glove giallo movie where it's just like you just see black leather leather gloves like killing people, and it's uh it's what you think. It's. I thought torso was okay. I was like torso was fine. Yeah, torso um, was just okay. The killer, the killer's mask outfit is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that that part is cool, but there there's like some stuff like there's like a house full of girls and like at one point the doorbell rings and it's the killer and he's like strangling a guy and then he like drops the body into the doorway and the girls are like, ah, and they bury the body and then they stay in the house. They're like, that was weird. Hey, I wonder if that guy's going to come back. And he's just like, what? He's like, you just you just you watched him kill that guy. It's like, what do you mean? You wonder if he'll come back. So, yeah, torso is just OK. I think I'm right now as you're talking, I'm, I just put on the tra- the TV trailer for Torso to see yeah. if it's the right one. That's got the awesomest uh, reading of Torso. Torso. 
I didn't get that. I got the Italian sub or dubs. Uh, but Italians. <laughs> Italians. Boy, are they insatiable, am I right? Uh, and then anyways, uh, that's that was my uh, opening. But uh, then we got into some movies that we shared, one of oh. which uh, I think is an absolute slam dunk. And I think I'm probably biased and I don't think other people will agree with me. But I watched The Convent and I think that movie rips. I think that thing is wicked good. And I don't think other people might agree with me, but uh, I wanted it was know, a lot I, of fun. I think we're uh, completely off base with is uh calling the this buffy a buffy clone, clone. that makes okay, no sense to me okay well because this because this is totally a demon's clone it is yeah but so like the reason i called it a buffy clone is because like when they're getting demonic like they kind of look like how the vampires look in buffy where they have like yeah. big sagittal crests they're like Rawr. and i was just like i don't know like but they're the all era, blue they are but uh, uh, is, it, like, is, is it because one of them's a cheerleader well that too yeah like, it is a demon's clone for sure, but uh, I was just kind of like, well, there this came those... out in 2000. Buffy There's was n- like... 90 sideburns? Yeah, Buffy was like uh, popular at the time. Well, B- Buffy was on its way out. Like, out it, was like, yes. it was like season six or something like that. It might have been on. So maybe not the Buffy thing, but you can you agree that this is a movie like those meth kids who dance under bridges? That's what they're in. Yeah, right? well, again, that's that's the other thing I want to mention is like, what is this meth kid on overpasses that coming will, up with this? And I'm like, what? You know the scenes where it's like things are happening, and then it's like out of nowhere. There's like techno. It's like down, down, to down, 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 to down. It's, like, it's called moving really fast. It's called the 2000s, RJ. That's how it I was. know, but it's meth kids. That's what this thing is. No, no. well, it weren't they zombied up? Yeah, and it's it was like stop, stop motioned, like yeah, artificially stop. I, I imagine they were moving slow, and then they kind of fast forwarded it. Is how wow, I, the, I interpret it's like, that to go. It's like frames being are being missed. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Here's the thing. I yeah. think this movie has an incredible opening. I think it's really good. And then uh, it's enough like the 90s of all the stuff that I really like. Uh, and then a mix of 2000s. I, I just thought this movie was a lot of fun. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Did you enjoy yeah. watching this movie at all? Or did you think it was a stinker? Oh, no, I liked it. It was Yeah, uh, it's fun, hey? Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, this is a movie that I remember... <sighs> This was threatening to come out. And also, this movie's only 79 minutes long. I know. And also, it's, weirdly it's enough, perfect. so it's on Shudder, but it's yep. also on Tubi and entirely <gasps> entirely free for people to watch. And they even have to have a Shudder subscription. And and oh. the and the versions look identical. Because that's the one thing. This movie looked like the print was really crappy. It's really grainy, eh? like intentionally grainy almost. Like Which they maybe to make is... it look 80s. Well, wow, yeah, make it look Grindhouse. Yeah, before. yeah. But this was 2000. This yeah. is kind of before Grindhouse really uh, was blessed by Robert Rodriguez and uh, Tarantino. But That's the opening of this that. is extremely, uh, like, from dusk till dawn-ish. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was like, I was yeah. wondering. So Mike Mendez, uh, he just had a movie come out this year, or very recently, uh, called Satanic Hispanics. Oh. Uh, so this That's has got... Fun. Well, it's got uh, Eduardo Sanchez, who you might recall oh, yeah, as the yeah. co-creator of Blair Witch, but no. also the 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 one mind responsible for exists. Uh, you also have Alejandro uh, uh, Bruish. Uh, oh yeah, who, who did some stuff? Puka lives. Uh, some some anthology business and mm-hmm. 
Juan of the Dead. Oh, okay. okay. Juan. Of... Oh, you know who's also in there is the director of Terrified. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like the That's... the Chilean Terrified or the Argentinian? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? You did, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Opening twenty minutes of that movie is really good. good. Really yeah. good. It's not too bad. It's it's uneven yeah. as in terms yes. of the best. Welcome to anthologies, RJ. But I, hey, that's I, Satanic. So I I think uh, Satanic Hispanics was talked about whatever happened to that Shockwaves podcast, the All the Colors of the Dark. I think they did mm-hmm. one recently on this, like this year anyway. Yeah. So that's the second time I've heard of uh, Mike. Mike Mendes. Uh, Mike Mendes popping up. But uh, I was really curious because I was like, okay, who the hell is in this movie? Because all these people seem familiar. In the in ways... or... yeah but because like well, obviously a- a- adrian barbeau is like the adrian one that like but well, she's like the she's the she plays the role of like the machete um yeah. this might be the... Like the sarah connor kind of 100 yeah it's yeah. that type but yeah she's a sarah connor in this where uh her young self um massacres a church filled with mm-hmm. nuns and the the priest the priest um yeah taking them to task with gunfire and then burns it all down Mm-hmm. And then, then it's it a cool jump. intro too, eh? Yeah, I mean it's the song it's, is nice. It's fine. I, I don't know if I yeah. was like in it at this point. And then it transitions into uh, your oh, god damn it, what's that called? Not Final Destination. The Faculty. Uh, yep. There's a lot of like '90sness going on. Again, Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. uh, felt very uh, inspiring in this film, mm-hmm. which is okay. And then. Who is the editor on this? Oh, curious. I was like, oh, who's the editor? I, I for some reason I was like John Rosenberg. I wonder what else he's done. I'm like, well, he worked on Prancer, and he also worked uh, edited Poison Ivy, the new seduction. Oh, you know, three years earlier. Oh, good. Speaking of softcore. Uh, anyway, uh-huh. but yeah, other than that, like a lot of the actors, they kind of just were. They all look loaders. like well, people you've seen before. Yeah, but Bill, Mo- Bill, yeah, Bill like, oh, Mosley, no. who's in this for like about two minutes, uh, yeah. probably one of the biggest stars in this as well. But oh, well, don't forget, you also Coolio. get you also have Coolio putting in a uh, some work as a police officer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's putting work in. All right, he is yeah. trying his absolute best. No, is all I can say. He's trying his absolute best. So yeah, but... you have like the lead girl uh, Joanna Canton playing. Uh, Clarissa, 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 and uh, you have the the best friend, uh, Mo. That's Mo. Girl? Yeah. Oh yeah, Meg Meg Ann Perry, M E G A H N Perry. What do you think? What did you think of Frijoles? The uh... oh Richard Trap. Yeah, I, I kept Dick thinking Trapp? like. I've been thinking, like, yeah, there's two Richard Traps. There was, like, a football yeah. player, too. But uh, this was the younger, who was also in Cradle to the Grave. Oh, yes. But that's about it. Oh, I also see that uh, he shows up as Gator in a movie called Midgets vs. Mascots. Corpse has probably seen that. Likely. Likely. Yeah. Um, yeah, the convent is, yeah. So a bunch of kids are getting together to hang out. And they're going to go break into a the old the convent. convent and do do high school kid things in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, the one girl's concerned about her younger brother, who's a pledge for the yeah. fraternity. And uh, an old friend of hers shows up out of the blue, who's still stuck to the goth lifestyle. 
Oh yeah. Uh, and is really disappointed. Her friend has uh, kind of abandoned her and becoming a prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she takes along and uh, they, they drive by the old house where the, the old story goes that where uh, Adrian Barbeau's character, Christine uh, lives that she was crazy and she killed a bunch of nuns and whatnot. And uh, there's like a little mystery like that, that uh, nuns made her have an abortion mm-hmm. and you go, Whoa, that's dark. And uh, mm-hmm. so they show up to the place. They're wandering around a bunch. Uh, they wind up having to go back because the one girl's afraid of getting stopped by the cops. They get hassled by the cops. The cops let them go anyway. They're made to leave, but then they have to double back to go get her after some mm-hmm. debate. But while that girl's, well, the golf girl's left behind, she gets caught she up runs, with some runs a foul, runs some a foul, some Satanists. Uh, who like I thought it was like so the guy who plays like was it Saul? Uh, this oh, guy yeah. named David Gunn. Yeah. Uh, who like I was like that is one fake ass beard he's wearing. Well, what I said to Andrea, like she watched this with me last uh, last night, and I was just like, I think they're trying to do like a Gary Oldman Dracula. Oh God, this guy! He, to- he absolutely is going for the Gary yeah. Oldman Dracula look. And yeah. I thought that guy was really like how he plays. He's like, oh, he's a prince of evil. And, oh. and then, and then you, and then you have uh, uh, Kelly Mantle playing Dicky Boy. The the, yeah, the, the sidekick, uh, at, yes, uh, and the, so and they were also these like these two uh, blonde women uh, that like who want to I mean, one one's named Sapphire, and uh, they want to uh, be saying this too, Safira. And he said he says it with such emphasis. He goes Safira. Yeah, it might be Sapphire, but uh, I know you're right. It is Safira. And then yeah. anyway, so they sacrifice uh, our poor goth girl. Mm-hmm. And she turns into a demon. Uh, mm-hmm. She murderizes uh, the blondes, and then of course, once you're dead, you turn into a possessed demon person, mm-hmm. uh, and, you, and you start and havoc uh, is run everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they basically everyone dies except yeah. for uh, like you know the Clor- Clarissa, and yeah. she has to go. She be, her brother's left alive. And she has to go back and save her, save him. Uh, she's kind of screwed, but that way, uh, she even tries to get Coolio's help at the donut place that always shows up in these movies in Los Angeles. He just starts shooting at her. Be gone, <laughs> evil! Um, and then she winds up at Christine's house. Uh, you find, it. then it turns out it's Adrian Barbeau, mm-hmm. uh, who's like, as you described aptly, I think the uh, Sarah Connor. And they go, and it turns into it's like from dusk till dawn, like super yeah. crazy months, but. The best part of this movie is actually during this scene where we get the Adrian Barbeau flashback oh, to the to the so Catholic good. school where basically so what happened good. was so it's like when we saw the flashback all the nurse all the nuns and stuff like that were normal looking but in fact uh what was the, they were the all nuns demonized. had all been they had already been demonized and so there's this awesome bit where like the demon nuns are just like walking around the high school like during the middle of the day and everyone's like oh but it's like these demons are just blue if like uh veiny veins and, like, and sharp, sharp, sharp teeth and like yeah white eyes yellow eyes mm-hmm. um and then and then they're like you know of course being really mean nuns now because they're like demon possessed Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that stuff was a pretty that was like really funny. Uh, that was like, I was like, man, that's uh, way cooler than uh, I was expecting to be. Yeah. So that, that bit completely won me over on this movie. Yeah. Up to this point, I was kind of like, I don't know. This there was like CGI panties floating in the air. Yes, there was. That, that was like, oh boy, 
Yeah, that's uh, I I I know we're, I knew all that, but that that nun bit, the one thing that was really really funny was uh when Adrian Barbeau was talking about it, she's like, she's like, we could tell something was off, and yeah. then it shows the nuns walking in with the blue faces, and you're just like, <laughs> and everyone has to actually, like, oh, be like, oh, this is normal, but yeah, that that bit that was very good. Yeah, very. And then good. and then the whole ending is like mayhem, people blowing up. Uh, yeah, and hey. Like almost mm-hmm. entirely, and it's like all practical effects. Yeah. Lots of like goop and splatter, and mm-hmm. uh, we get Dicky Boy turned into a, de- a cool looking demon that you barely get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, order is restored, or is um, it? Or is it? Um, as spoiled by the fucking banner. The, of the banner, movie. yeah, yeah. I saw that after when I was logging, and I was like, "Hey, that's the ending of the movie. <laughs> that's the second last frame." uh silly anyways we had a convent uh not like definitely better uh because if you i don't know if you looked up convent dvd when it came when it because it mm-hmm. like got picked up at the time by a studio that like kind of wound up like floundering or like losing money or going out of business and so it had like a really shitty release and the dvd cover they came out with sucks it made it look like underworld because wow, i remember seeing this as, like I'll send it to you. I remember seeing this at Future Shop and being like, oh, that doesn't look good at all. See, I like the poster it, it, it right now. It looks super generic. The, I like the poster now with a badass chick smoking a dart. Like, uh, that was one of the reasons I want to watch this. I saw Convent. I saw nuns and I smoking a dart. And I was like, oh, yeah. See the one I oh, just yeah, sent yeah, you? It's the same image. Yeah, but I, was just, I remember seeing that in the, in the video stores. But I was never interested in it. Well, you get you nowhere. Yeah. That's too bad. I would have uh, I would have ate this up in uh, in my video renting days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like uh, I really liked it, and I was like, I know not everyone went with me, but uh, I was like, this is exactly the kind of movie I wanted to um, kick the month off with. I was like, yeah, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Took some yeah. digging, but we, but you got there. I got there. I got. Well, I, I saw this movie last year. Like I saw it on Shutter, and I was like, I was like nuns cigarettes i was like this sounds awesome uh but uh i i didn't i didn't fit it in last year so i'm glad i got it it was a good one huzzah and it's on tubi is what jared says so that's where i that's where i allege no, no reason not to check it out mm-hmm. yeah and then i watched a, a couple more movies but they're movies that you also watched well so, i mean you, you you just keep going it's fine well i mean you could talk about <laughs> some of the stuff you watch too well uh the the opener for the mm-hmm. for my creeptober, uh, Kim and I watched, uh, which I think for uh, for about fifteen minutes uh, was much to her chagrin, because uh, I, I think it was the first shot on video that I've watched with her. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I didn't really. Violence? I, uh, not, 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 she has not seen video violence, <sighs> but she has seen Heavy Metal Massacre. That sounds cool. Does it live up to uh, the title? I, no, but, or does it? So this is um, definitely one of the more incompetently made movies I've seen that fall into this. And it's not just be like, ah, limitations. It's like, oh no, there's some real, real bad stuff in here. Like just this panning around a bedroom over and over and over again, listlessly. Mm-hmm. But then they put like a weird video filter over it, just like a moment. And then it would go to a different video filter Like they were kind of going through all the settings of video filters and trying them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, over this bedroom, and it's probably our boy, uh, our lead actor, who's credited as Bobby Young. 
but is Bobby in fact uh, not Bobby Boucher, but oh. it's in fact a guy named David DeFalco, who I, I saw mm. this name and I was like, that sounds familiar. And I looked up and it's like, oh, uh, he's, he's described as a former pro wrestler. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I know who this fucking guy is. So on Facebook years ago uh, with Code Red, so this is some real uh, Sam Sanchez action here, mm-hmm. but there was the, there was the uh, DVD company Code Red. Well, along came David DeFalco, who was t- talking to like one of the Olsen brothers that ran Code Red, and they opened up this like Dark Force Entertainment, and they were like the sort of like the secondary line of Code Red that these guys were going to put out movies this way, and this guy is just like a total meathead. I have no idea where, what he's doing these days. He had some weird like public like breakdowns on Facebook, weird videos, Uh-oh. and it's like ah, <laughs> so such a early days is heavy metal massacre which is available on youtube oh interesting uh this is about a guy uh he's mm-hmm. a killer but he's like a, a hair metal guy mm-hmm. and he just keeps killing these women he takes them down to his he can't act for for shit like nothing he he brings them down to his uh dungeon pad well first he's got his main floor apartment that we've seen many times at this rate uh and him posing against walls staring at the camera like mm-hmm. very like come hither looking at you and you go, no, thanks. I'm good. But these ladies, he keeps, he keeps offering, Hey, I got some Coke. <laughs> he wants to order some Coke. Oh. And they go, okay. So they, they get brought to his place and they sometimes get drugged. Sometimes they follow him down into his murder basement where he's got like a, a, a big pallet, like a wood Ooh. pallet that he sometimes chains them to. And then hacks them to pieces of a chainsaw or strangles them that kind of thing. Or uh, the one scene that uh, definitely reminded me of Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me or something like that was uh, him tying this one woman to a chair, putting a blanket over her, and in slow motion he takes a sledgehammer and just lets this shape that's under the blanket have it. And it's like very pinky. And I was just like, huh. It's like odd, very odd scene. It's definitely the best like filmmaking in the entire 83 minute runtime. But this movie just three. So this is three. This is longer than the convent. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, some music. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's about a metal guy. So there's lots of music that they think makes it look cool. Uh, you would, you would kind of hope that they would have had better lighting involved with the making of the movie. Cause there are scenes where you can't see anything. You can't see anything at all. You can't hear the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, but so at the end of the day, have an easy time following. At, it. But but by the end, uh, it was like it, it held her attention as it held mine. Uh, the ending is abrupt, comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't know. It, despite itself, it's fairly successful at being this kind of a piece of shit. But it's not too bad uh, because because the problem is that the next day uh, we watched. Another movie. This was a Kim pick, randomly Uh-oh. off of uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, it, like it's an intriguing premise, and you don't know until you watch it. And that was okay. The Dark from twenty eighteen. The Dark. The. Okay. How is that? Uh, I've never seen this film, but I don't assume no. it's five stars. No, it's not. Uh, I'm not familiar with uh, Justin Lang's uh, work, but uh, I don't know. This title has nothing to do with anything in the movie. 
it's not at dark. all. Uh, not really. I mean, the subject matter, I guess, is because oh, it's all everyone's getting molested in it. Oh but, God. Yeah, but you okay? If you look at the banner of this on Letterbox, it looks like it's just like Anakin Skywalker and some zombie girl are in a cave. That, mm, okay. that seemed accurate. But then you notice, sure. hey, that, that one kid doesn't have any eyes. And so yeah, this movie opens up with a um, an, a weird old German-sounding man named Yosef. He seems mm. in a panic. He stops by a gas station. He's confronted by an annoying man uh, who works there, asking a lot of weird questions rudely in a way that no one ever would. But uh, maybe this, this, maybe Justin Lang is a fan of uh, like No Country for Old Men. He's like, I'm gonna have a gas station scene. It's gonna be so fucking lit. Mm. Um, anyways, they find out this guy's wanted by the police. The guy knows that he's been outed by this. He'd be outed by this guy at the gas station, and the guy gets shoots him dead. He gets into the car. You know, there's like something in the back seat under a blanket. You can probably assume it's like a person. And the guy's looking for a place called Devil's Den out in the oh. woods. He pulls up to a house, and it's all decayed and broken down. And he's walking around inside for a bit, and he, he goes, like, to have a nap. <laughs> like, real, like, I'm not going to keep looking around. I'm just going to have a nap. And he hears something uh, across the way uh, in the hallway. He goes and looks. And he's like, hey, there's, like, a hole. I better, like, look really closely at this hole. And mm-hmm. whack, comes an axe through the wall. And then suddenly he's being confronted and chased around by this, like, child in a hoodie that you can't really see the face of and she's coming to get him she's coming to get him and and she gets him he's dead he's gone uh and the girl starts like looking around um the rest of the 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 car that was left behind but not before uh she imbibes in a little bit of uh, cannibalism or she's some sort of zombie it's never really explained what's going on but she's eating the flesh of this man, she enjoy it. Uh, I don't know. It's food's food, I guess. Because okay. she tries to eat some uh, some breakfast cereal and she can't mm-hmm. keep it down. It's disgusting mm-hmm. to her. Uh, then she finds out there's a this kid in the back seat, and she of course pulls the blanket off. And you're like, oh, I guess this guy had this kid who's like he apparently has like burnt the eyelids off of, <laughs> or like is fucked this kid up. And the kid's terrified. He wants to only be with this Yosef guy who he doesn't really know he's dead, but, you know. Mm. So this kid, some Stockholm Syndrome going on. And now these two kids are in a situation uh, with, like, zombie girl, an abused kid, and uh, a sheriff deputy comes by. Oh, gee, shucks, I think I found the car. Oh. And then um, he he runs afoul of the zombie girl. Zombie girl tears his eyes up, kills him. And now, of course, the police now know where they're at, and now they're on the run. They're running through the woods. Naturally. And then you get some flashbacks to the girl and find out, like, how did she wind up a zombie or something? And turns out her, her mom made a lot of bad life decisions, like, maybe after her, her uh, husband died. And now she's with some, like, younger guy. But younger guy's a real scumbag who uh, apparently after mom gets real drunk, uh, he comes and visits her in her bedroom. And, of course, when uh, she's had enough and tries to defend herself, this guy rages out. Or crushes her head in with a snow globe, buries her out in the woods, but she comes back like a spirit of vengeance mm. or something. It's very vague, and you never actually see her get her vengeance on the guy. It's just like it's between the panels, but she makes sure to kill. We see her kill her mom. 
I guess for letting her happen, letting it happen to her. Hmm. And then everything is sort of like, oh, they run into some guys looking for them in the woods because they don't know what's going on. They are taken care of. Uh, we get some like weird, this like thing that independent movies do, because uh, I think it's like trying to add some scale to the movie, which is like some vehicular violence, even mm-hmm. when it makes no sense or it's just super cliched. People getting hit by cars, uh, trucks flipping over completely onto their roof from breaking suddenly. Is that so, bad though? I I don't know. It's just kind of like, oh, that makes zero sense. And just makes you aware of how that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, other some other characters die. It's like this like they break into this like older woman's house and they're they're in the kitchen looking for food and then she comes out gleefully with a shotgun going, <laughs> I can shoot you dead. And you're like, man, I'm really not caring what happens to her. And then mm-hmm. she gets stabbed and now she's dead and you're like, oh, oh well. <laughs> and you didn't care. And I didn't care. And you're like, oh, oh well. well. And then they keep <laughs> So anyway. Seems cold, but okay. Cinema. Mm-hmm. Cinema. So that's a hard recommend, you're saying? No. This is like one of those like buried on Amazon Prime and probably oh. just deserves to be there. I mean, there's some politeness. But the movie just ends in this way where you're like, oh, that's it. And yeah. Yeah. They can't all be the convent. You know this. That's, that is true. For every convent, there's ten movies that aren't, which yeah. is unfortunate. But and then uh, I've got a few shorts I'll mention. Okay. So, I I just again what I you do every year is I type in horror film into YouTube, watch yes. like the first thing that pops up. And this year it was uh something called Disguise from 2023. Oh. Um, not much to say about this. It's kind of sucked. Um, uh, about doppelgangers and scarecrows. That sounds cool, mm. but it's not. But it's this not. Tyler uh, Chazowski fellow mm-hmm. also directed uh, a few years ago a short film called Box Fort. Okay. Um, sounds and it's cool. very, it's very creepy pasta. Oh. Uh, you know, but it's like okay. There's a dog in it, and it's about three sisters who are like, "Hey, remember when we were young and we'd build box forts?" Because apparently their parents are away. And so they build like a, a gigantic, elaborate, housewide box fort. And they start crawling around in it. And the fun is had. The dog's having a blast. Um, et cetera, et cetera. But then one night, the dog stays in the tunnels and doesn't come out. And now they're like looking for the dog. Um, and then. that happened to the dog? At the watch to find out for yourself. But anyways, it's like a cool idea, like doing something with nothing. Like it's literally a movie about cardboard boxes. I mean, it might make you go, why don't they just flatten the cardboard boxes? Or man, they're really, uh, they don't really want to part with that box for it, huh? Mm. Why doesn't the bigger one simply eat the smaller one? That's right. kind of stuff you say? Yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting. No. But anyway, this so isn't out, eh? about. Uh, this would be the one worth checking out. Okay. Actually, I, I need to. But... I, I need to add this to tunnel horror or Cora horror. What about hole horror? Ah, uh, it's like suggestion horror. of a hole, but it is a. It's more like corridors. Have you seen any hole-based films yet this year? Not yet. So you 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 raise a very good point here. Well, there's, I mean, the lack of hole in my viewing diet. I mean, you've kind of created a reputation of being the whole man. The the whole daddy. 
Yeah, the whole dog. So uh, um, whole daddy's not what how I would describe it, but uh, I'm sure someone will have fun with that. Hey, so remember we were talking about that uh, my home walkthrough? Yeah, I just looked. It's not fucking on here. My home walkthrough. So uh, Piero Pito, the mysterious filmmaker of uh, that, also made a short called Username 666 back in 2008 in the early days of YouTube. Mm. And uh, it's like some urban myth uh, fun. It's okay. It doesn't really go anywhere, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it'll make you think back to what the, what your browser looked like in 2008. Yeah. My browser in 2008. Yeah. Nothing. It's only only four minutes long. Okay. I could check it out. Potentially. (laughs) I watched this one called Serbian dancing lady. Was it good? No, it fucking sucked. It sucked so bad. Oh, good. The, the, like, man, it's just like, hey, let's, like, not even try to make this exciting as this girl runs away from this other, like, woman with a knife. Let's just shoot it in the most, like, unexciting way. Mm. Yeah, that's that's remarkable, I suppose, and how bad it is. Because these are, like, you know, the disguise, which I didn't care for much. Um, At least it was trying. Serbian dancing lady, though. Come on. Mm. It seems like this was some sort of thing, and I don't know. It's trying to be a meme. It's sad. It's really sad. You, you kind of remind me of a Serbian dancing woman. Yeah, but in a, one, in a lot of ways. Really good short I watched. Well, it was one called Curve, in 2016, uh, by a guy named Tim Egan. It's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, it's I mean it's simple. It's it's to the point. But man, it's uh, grim. <laughs> it looks fantastic. Looks like a Ridley Scott film. Ooh. No. Like Prometheus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. I know you're a big Prometheus. What about Alien Covenant? Like that one too? Ooh. I don't even know if I've seen that one. Oh, well, yeah, it's uh you can add I, it to Creeptober. I, I I don't know. I mean you could. You don't have to. But uh yeah, that was I should say, I think that was all was that day one? <laughs> Yeah, you. Uh... And that's not even all the movies I watched. Because we'll talk about one here. Yeah, you watch a lot of movies, friend. Uh, hey, when I want to. Yeah. When, when I, I go in Inkland, I, I can, I... I can, I can hammer them out. Oh dear. So RJ, we uh, yeah. Well, I think well that brings us to another movie that we both seen. Uh, Which one? More, more or less, uh, where you were introduced to a character named Havoc. Not to be confused oh, with uh, Scott Summers' brother, Alex, but uh, Havoc, everyone's favorite uh, knockoff Jason Voorhees. I mean, there was a lot of things I was introduced to in this film. Havoc, <laughs> um, Mr. Robert Bronzy, who I was under the impression that you had seen some Robert Bronzies, but no, we've, that's we have not talked about we have talked about Robert Bronzy. But I've never seen a Robert Bronzy film until this week. And now we both have. And now we both have. Someone described this movie as Martyrs-esque, which I, some, I should update my tag. Some might say that. Some might say that. Do you want me to hit you with the rundown? Sure. Um, and you know, I was, I'm going to say that I have seen all four Havoc films. Uh, but not the Robert Bronzy Havoc film? Well, well, I have seen that one. Oh. I, I've seen them all, RJ. 
Uh, but I watched the third one right before I watched Cry Havoc, which is the fourth film mm-hmm. that, that really like ties the Havoc verse together, I think. Interesting. Well, I've only <laughs> seen Cry Havoc. So. And you know what? Uh, I have I have seen all of them, and you're fine. That's kind of what I uh, – can I tell you? I didn't know that this was a, a series until about two minutes ago when you just said that. I thought this was a standalone film. <laughs> but I had no, I had no idea this was a series of. I, I just don't. I think you just don't remember. I mean, I'm sure you told me about it. That's like this was in my list for a reason. But uh, when I watched this, I assumed it was a standalone movie. Yeah, it's like watching Leprechaun in space. Sure, just just you, you assume it's just whatever it is. So the havoc, uh, cry havoc opens. It's cold open. A girl is uh finds her hand she wakes up in the woods and she finds her a hand CGI is, woods. CGI woods and her hand is uh tied to a designer chain, I would describe it as. It's not a real chain. It's not a store bought chain. This is a designer chain. It's got a lot of sparkle. It's got a lot of shine. And there's about thirty feet between her and whatever the chain is tied to. So she tries to pull the chain, doesn't move, and she goes and sees and yeah, uh, there's a really large man in uh, some weird clothing attached to the other end of the chain, but he's sleeping. He's having a little nap. But uh, she finds that uh, he's got some keys in his hand, and she says, oh, man, maybe that's the keys to this lock, to this chain. So she takes him and tries to open him up. A man wakes up, and boy, is he is he angry. Uh, he's got kind of like a doll face mask with some barbed wire and some overalls. He's wearing some Carhartt gear he's uh maybe a welder part-time or something i'm not yep. sure uh and he's got a real jaggedy look blade kind of like uh what you'd expect in a playstation game kind of or thing. or uh, something that a orc from warhammer 40k would have yes, yes it looks exactly. exactly like that yeah so he's got this blade right and uh girlfriend's trying to uncuff her handcuffs and then uh they get wrapped up in a tree and uh, he rips the tree out of the roots, which I think is an important plot be- detail to bring up because later he can't open a trunk and you go, hmm, hmm. how strong is Havoc? I wonder. Uh, so he does get her and then uh, he opens her shirt and then he shudders at her, uh, her breasts. <laughs> yeah. So he's afraid of her breasts at one yes, point. He and you go, I forgot about that. You go, okay. He, he's never, I don't think he's ever cared about breasts until this movie. Well, he was afraid of them. Is what yeah. the, he, he went, the oh. He was like RJ watching some of the movies he watches. Where he goes, oh, no. Oh, no. Only the Italian ones. Only the Italian. Uh, so he's going to go cut them off, and then he, he kind of gets distracted. Uh, there's like a military guy there who makes a mistake, so he goes after the military guy. Girlfriend un- unhandcuffs herself, and then she runs away. Um, and then uh, you see kind of killing people or something like that. Right. Uh, and then you kind of hard cut, cry havoc. Uh, and uh, you're introduced to our female protagonist, uh, other than the one we just saw. It's a blonde lady. She's meeting someone in a bar. And uh, she's walking in. She looks nervous. And then across the street, you see a man smoking a pipe, Jarrett. <laughs> and that man looks quite a bit like Charles Bronson. Like Charles Bronson. But. You can tell. You say, "This guy looks Hungarian." I don't know if that's uh that if that's entirely Charles Bronson-y. So you see a Hungarian man named Robert Bronzy, <laughs> and he looks 
astonishingly very similar to Charles Bronson. However, a keen expert can point pick out the 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 differences. Well, I don't think he's as tall. I think Robert Bronson's fairly tall. Yeah, there there are some differences, but he does look a lot like Bronson. Uh, so he's smoking a pipe. He sees this blonde lady. An old lady comes and is like, "Let's go." And she gets driven out somewhere. Listen, then, listen, honey. Listen, if you, honey. If, if you want to do this interview, you're going to have to follow these rules. And uh, that's literally the first 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. And then there's a moment where she says, take her electronics. And I was like, what? She's <laughs> like, claim her electronics. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. So <laughs> just so what's happening is our our protagonist woman she is a journalist from like no middle of nowhere but she has uh got the scoop on uh the one of the fbi's most wanted this um i don't know eccentric millionaire billionaire type who has become known it's like this idea is that he's like a jigsaw yes uh who uh is behind making like snuff films for, he, pleasure, like for his own pleasure. Yeah. Oh, he wouldn't like it if you used that word. It's an insult to my craft. Yeah. I anyway. forgot to men- <laughs> forgot to mention in the cold open when uh, the military guy is like fighting it with our Jason Havoc. Uh it cuts to the eccentric billionaire and he's like, Lions gotta hunt. The asset. Or, they always call they always refer to the asset. The asset. The asset. And he's like, Lions gotta hunt. And you're just like, all right, whatever. So uh, yeah, yeah, so sure. so yeah, so rich guy. Has a, uh, a he's got a, a Jason. He's got a Jason that yeah. he found. This movie actually does explain because that had never been explained in the previous movies of a time he was in jail and he saw this. From? He he met J- Havoc in a jail cell. He's like, I have to have him. So I made the right types of bribes, and now I've got my little retreat here out in the mountains, and where I bring aspiring young actresses who have daddy issues here, mm-hmm. and then they get filmed being chased around and killed but sometimes only partially killed. And sometimes we even bring them back to like semi filled life so they can continue the great dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, the, so the reporters there, she's like, this scoop's going to make my career. And he's explaining, he's like, he's like, yeah, I got vulnerable women with no dads or boyfriends. And he's like, tell me about your dad or boyfriend. She's like, I don't have any. He's like, oh, cool. I, yeah, I cool. also have estrangement issues with my father. And you're like, oh, she's not f- figuring out what's being laid yeah. down here, huh? And the guy's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no pro- problem. So anyways, like, what do you do? What do you, what else do you do? Well, and this whole time, there's all these scenes of Robert Bronzy. In the woods? L- lurking about, like, with... It's like binoculars looking on and he sees all these military guys who are, you know, making sure the asset doesn't leave uh, the yeah. reserve. And he's like, hmm. and you keep like, I kept thinking like, is he ever going to talk? Cause are they really trying to like convince us? This is like Charles Bronson, but he's never going to speak. And I was oh, proving. He talks. No, he talks. Well, he, he mouths words. And then somebody in a recording studio talks over him doing a real half-ass Charles Bronson impersonation. He sounds like this. He says, "Have you seen this woman?" Yeah, he's no. Have you uh, seen I think mean, they, they should have gotten Hank Azaria to to do it. I he would have done an incredible job. Hank uh, Azaria think, is wicked. I think Hank Azaria might be outside of the uh, budgetary concerns of yes. Cry Havoc and the, and the great director of Rene Perez, who I'm not sure if you've looked at uh, his oeuvre. 
I have not. Um, they they have a lot of the same um, that like like that color scheme that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Hills Have Eyes movie posters mm. had back in the mid two thousands. They all look like that. But his highest, most popular rated film is a little movie called Death Kiss, starring Robert That's... Bronzy. Oh, of course. And the tagline of the film, year. RJ, Justice has a familiar face. And it's Robert Bronzy? Yeah. This isn't a horror movie, RJ. This is a you can watch this anytime. Uh Okay. I see I, I see the poster now. I see what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, you got I it. I see what we're doing. What about From Hell to the Wild West, also with Robert Bronzy? The Dead and the Damned? With uh I mean Danny Trejo. I mean, I'll watch one of these a year. No problem. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll add this Bronzy to my pick next year. Uh, yeah, Danny Trejo's in a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah Robert Bronzy. Okay. Uh, so anyways, yeah, all that happens next is uh, Blonde Girl. She's the next person in the snuff yeah. films. And, so she's got to run away a whole bunch. And then you find out Robert Bronzy's just looking for his estranged daughter. That's right, because his daughter is there as a result of his being a bad dad. Yeah, he, but he's a cop. Yeah. Um, and now he's he's one of like he has no real interest in saving anybody else, but to find his daughter, who it turns out was the, the girl from the beginning girl. of the movie, who is yeah. still alive. Yeah. I I do like where Robert Bronzy very clearly doesn't care about anyone else. Where he comes upon a woman who's tied to like a stake, and she's like, "Please help me." He's like, "Have you seen this woman?" And she's like, please, just let me out. And he's like, listen, the girl, have you seen her? <laughs> and she's like, please, for the love of God, kill me. And he's like, and she's got like, and she's got some honey. like bunny helmet on. Yeah, he's like, honey, listen, we don't got time for that. Just tell me, have you seen this girl? He's also a, an expert sharp sharpshooter. Oh, yeah. He's got a so, six piece, and he like, knows how to use it. Yeah, there's about a third of this movie is him just like Reloading. creating shots. With like the military guys, and I think one time he does blow off a guy's head, and that's oh, he like does. yeah, he that's, does. And that's I think that's the coolest thing he does all like in this entire movie until because yep. you're like you keep thinking when when are we going to get Bronson versus Jason? When are we oh, going to get it? And we get there with some tank top action. I, uh, I think the so the lead up to it is the best thing ever, where he takes off his his coat and he's got a tank top and he kind of like he kind of like like like. Flux, flux out or flexes out his arms he's just like yeah. yeah and then he's walking and he's got his little badge uh his shield on like a, a necklace and he rips it off to show that he's not a cop anymore he'll do whatever it takes which is like right. you've been doing that the whole time bronzy yeah and then they have a fist fight yeah they brawl and then they kind of disappear behind a hill mm-hmm. and one only one of them rises victorious which one and it's not bronzy oh no and then the movie kind of just like, well, he does save his daughter, and then uh, he's like, "You gotta get out of here. I'm gonna keep fist fighting this literal monster." <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she runs away, and then yeah, he fights her, and then it it cuts to the billionaire guy again, and he's just like, yeah. he said something really dumb, which is like, "All things in life have other things," and then it's like hard black, and you're just like, "What?" Yeah. You go, huh? Welcome to the Havoc universe. <laughs> Uh, the third, so the third movie, uh, which is Bronzy Free, this is a movie where what happens when Havoc gets off the reserve, I and see. he just stumbles across a cabin where like a rich guy 
is having an affair on his uh, wife, and his wife happens to show up at the cabin, and she discovers this affair occurring. And then they all get killed one by one by, including the help, they all get killed yeah. by not Jason. Not Jason. And that, that's the movie. That, sure. That's, and, that, and then he gets retrieved at the end. I think I'm and, happy with the decisions I made. And the first two playing with dolls movies, uh, same thing. It's like all like low tier saw knockoffs, but yeah. with a with with a you know Jason. not Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That that's cool. the that's the series. I'm um, sure glad I watched it. Yeah. I don't know. I I'll watch a bronzy movie once once a year. No problem. No yeah. Problem. A bronzy fan for life. <laughs> We're doing it, man. Yeah. Anyways, we there's two other movies we shared. Should we talk about them? Should we save them? What do you think? Well, let's let's talk about Care Package. Okay, before we do, I have to have a Care Package of my own. Give me 38 seconds and I'll be right back. Well, I might, might as well just take your break now. <laughs> okay. Just going to leave. Indeed. Mm. So, RJ, I mean, the question really is, is Scare Package the total package? It's something, all right. It's some package. It's something, all right. I can't really say more than that. It is, it's some kind of package. What's in that box? Is it diarrhea? (laughs) I don't know. I think so. (laughs) You might want to send it back. You might want to send it back. Now, here's what I'll say. This is an anthology film. I liked two of these shorts. I'm curious which... Two you liked because I only liked one. I like two of them. This is this is made up of eight. This has many, many. So I watched the Joe Bob. Did you also watch the Joe Bob? No. Okay. But here's what I'll say about Scare Package. In the Joe Bob, uh he liked two of these as well. Um, one that I liked one other one, but, uh, most of them and like actual Joe Bob quotes it finished. And he went, I didn't get that or I don't get that. And then another one, he went, I don't get that one either. So like even Joe Bob was just like, I don't really know what I'm trying to do. Uh, when you, when you watch this, not knowing this has anything to do with a Joe Bob drive in or whatever, uh, you go in being like, whatever this is, it's a shutter exclusive. Yes. Which is is soon uh, turning into amounting to be not good. Yeah. Which is um, which is why it was on last drive-in. Like I think it was part of the contract. It's like you're gonna throw some shutter exclusives in there, and he's like, "All right." Uh, but uh, some shutter exclusives are incredible, like Deadstream, and uh, some of the VHSs are very well done. So you do get scare package. There's eight shorts. The shorts I liked. I liked the Goo Man. What? Uh, Goo, Goo, Goo Man is the... good. Uh, yeah. and, and I did like the Jason one. Where, uh, they they kidnapped the Jason and they tried to kill him. Oh. I did like that one. I thought that one was all right. Uh, well. Yeah, I mean, you, I like, don't, you don't have to like that one. That's fine. Goo, I, I thought Man it was in, okay. Goo, Goo Man in the Woods is uh, very funny. Goo Man in the Woods is very good. And I, I see why they leave it, but then after that, it is very, very dr- like sharp drop. <laughs> uh, so we have like a wraparound of a video store. And What's then, his name? What's his name? Rad Chad. Rad Chad, who is wearing a bolo tie, and the Rad Chad is in the uh, the, the font the, of Last Drive and Joe Bob stuff, and you the, go the 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 poor man's um, 
Danny McBride, mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. So you're Rad Chad, and he's at a video store. And then uh, then you get, like, the first one, and it's aspirational plot device character. So it's, like, a guy who is, like, setting up horror movies. Like, his job is to go set up these situations. Do you remember his character's name? I do not. Michael Myers. But he but he sure. goes by Mike Myers. Sure. I that's <laughs> Yeah, so uh he's he's a guy who sets up horror situations, but he doesn't really want to, kind of. And you go you watch it and like he's like, I'm trying to help, but then he ends up killing people and you go, Alright. Uh anything you'd like to add about that one? No. Okay, cool. Uh next one we have the goo man, which is uh it's just a very yeah, good. Well, so you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the well, gun. Well, they showed the video store. Well, it opens up. Well, it opens up with a story called. Well, no, it opens up with the cold open, which is about the Mike Myers character. We get to see him run some, do some hijinks where uh, he gets to reenact scream and well, accident oh, and accidentally. Kill. I said that. This is how. But but this is but then, we get he gets bridged over where we're introduced to Rad Chad. Yes. At the video store. Yeah. Uh, when he's looking for an employee. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, he hires Han. Han. He hires Han. But there's another guy, the the nerd guy. Yeah. Um, who who really to wants work to work there, there bad. Yeah. And he's going to do everything he can to try to undermine Han so he can get that job. Yes. And then, then that's when you get the throw to uh, a description of a movie. It's like something happened in the woods or whatever. Yeah. And this is where you get goo man times. Yes. Which uh, Goo Man times is good times. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, I think the be- my favorite was um, when he's like, "You guys have to kill me," and they start hitting him with the sticks, and he goes, "Sticks won't work, you fucks." <laughs> and I was like, "That's very good." I said that. I I, I like the, well. There's the bit where it's these these two couple. Yeah, two couples have gone camping. And while they're camping, there's a discussion about, is tonight going to be the night? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk, well, I don't know if it is. I, I, I don't know if it, this is going to be the real thing. And she's talking about how she brought her own tent. But then, like, the one woman's husband comes over. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, we were talking about fucking? <laughs> I, I thought that was just, like, so funny. Because it's set in this, like, fake-looking woods. Yeah, like it's this very idyllic looking set of a woods, and the the, the all the humor of it is kind of like dumb but deadpan mm-hmm. in the in this goofy kind of way. Uh, it, it'd be like a good Astron Six. Yes, yeah, that's how but, I would but, describe it. Yeah, but then you get you get this man who comes running out of the woods, says, "You have to kill me," and yeah. you're thinking, "All oh, this is like some sort of werewolf shit," and these people oh, no. all fail to kill him. Like he says, you have to kill me with silver. You have, only silver can stop it. And one guy, the the handsome young guy, mm-hmm. he pulls out a pair of handcuffs, and they're like, "Ooh, kinky!" And he handcuffs the guy, which stops him in mid transformation. Because I think he yeah. was going to be a werewolf, but it stops him mid transformation into a goo man. Goo man, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a melt film. And oh, yeah. uh, so, and then there's a bunch of jokes about like, "Oh, well, you know, I mean, eventually it'll come back together." Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that the young guy there is, he's the maniac in the woods, the backwoods killer, I think. Well, they're like, why starts... did you have those handcuffs? And they're yeah. like, was that for me? And he's like, yeah, but not for how you thought. And then he's like, hey. Puts a mask on. Yeah. 
and then he starts killing everybody one by one, very violently, mm-hmm. um, comically so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually it all works out in the end. It with... all comes back to the goo, man. Yeah, people going face first into other men's crotches, hilarity. Mm-hmm. Got blood geysers, and then she gets uh, bit by Goo Man, and she falls into the other half of the handcuffs, mm-hmm. so she becomes half a Goo. Yeah, that's and... it. That's it. Sometimes that's all you need. And there's two half a Goos, and uh, that's that's just the way it is, I guess. And then it's all downhill from here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that Goo Man is very very good, and then like between these shorts, you sometimes get. Uh, you go back to the wraparound with the video store and uh, I can't remember at what point each of them happens but it's like there's a secret room that they don't want Han to to, and he's working hard but the one guy's trying to sabotage him whatever and it's it's just that until the end when the wraparound becomes its own story but story three is Mr. Werewolf Man Cult Uh, this was the first one that Joe Bob said I don't get that so it's like a guy who is at a bar and uh what is it that he doesn't get well it just finished he's like i don't well he says i don't get that and like it's not that he doesn't understand it i think what he's saying i don't like this is uh Mm. what he's saying um so it's like he got a bar and he's like man my wife is really on me and then he goes into the urinal and there's like a thing it's like it's like do you hate women is your wife giving you a hard time come to this man's group and he does and it's a bunch of dudes complaining about their wives. And then the guys are like, hey, you should come hang out with us later tonight. We got a, a better group going on. And he goes and they're all werewolves. And then he kills them all. And he collects their pelts. And then he goes home. And his wife's happy now. He's like, I did it. And it's a Satanist cult. Uh, yeah, and, that... then, and then it ends. Yep. So this is uh, uh, written, directed, and starring Noah Segan. Uh, who. Well, he's a good buddy of Ryan Johnson. He's also in Knives Out, Glass Onion, Star Wars, Last Jedi, Looper, Brick, Brothers Bloom. I see. I mean, yeah, I don't think this one. I see what they're trying to do, but it's like, it's not particularly interesting. Way. No, I didn't think. And, and then, then it's like, yeah, see, Satanist like at the end. Psycho you go, ending. Where you're just like, yeah, you're like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that one wasn't good. And then uh, we have what about Ma- Mad Balls masks. Remember Mad Balls? Or are those kind... too old for you? Uh, I know the name, but I don't remember what that looks like. What's a Mad Balls What's... mask? Well, it's a Mad. You know Mad Balls. Okay. Yeah. But but it's like it looks like a Mad Ball, but it's like in mask form. Because this is, I, I think the next one's the one where it's like the one woman shop oh, lollipop mask yeah 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 and then they then they turn into so it's mute monster mutants and then they kill a guy and they're happy it fucking sucks it's it's like it's it's absolutely like who 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 okayed this this is awful yeah it's that's called girls night out and like in the thing it's like girls night out postmodern body horror or something and you're just like all right this is the other one joe bob went i don't get that one either yeah they shoplift a, a candy they turn into monsters some guys are going to kill them and they kill instead and then it's done and that is that's it, it. and you're just yeah. like all right <laughs> my time my precious time 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what's not great about this uh, scare package? It's 106 minutes long. With the Joe Bob is like 25 minutes extra. Oof. But I like watching Joe Bob. So, no. um, and then the next one's the Jason Killer one, which I thought I I put pretty good. Uh, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I just yeah I don't know any sort of like send up Menda, meta Jason the, stuff to like a uh, I know what you did last summer type of thing. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gotta be better than this. I I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I could see why you wouldn't like. It. I I thought it was okay. This one, it's a Jason Killer. They catch him and they try to kill him over. And that's yeah. it. Well, every time you think he's dead, they get lulled into a false sense of security and then he kills one of them, even though he's just tied to a chair. Comedy yeah. ensues. Yeah. So I, yeah. I didn't mind this one. Uh, the next one, I think, is the absolute worst one in this. Uh, Children of yeah. the Corn Undertakers. And it's like a guy becomes <laughs> yeah. possessed by a woman's brain and it's a fight over the remote or something. This one was so bad well so the bad. woman gets the woman gets possessed by a man's brain yeah uh with the omega symbol because the man's got yeah. so much to do but and there's like a lot of talk about farmers? spoilers yeah there's a lot of talk about spoilers and and then there's a fight inside of the, her apartment it was, it was she, so bad it's utterly pointless and then it ends with like oh she's going to get uh, or approached by the undertaker men um, yeah, and it's this is one of the worst mm-hmm. shorts shorts I've ever seen. I think. It, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like twenty minutes earlier. Since when yeah. you watched the one with like the the, the mask. Yeah. Yeah, it's very very bad. And then, uh, was there another one, or does this go into um, the <laughs> the wraparound finish with Gold Dust? Well, when it, when it just turns into uh, uh, Cabin, in, Cabin the woods? in the Woods. Yes. Yes. Is well, it, was there one in between, or I don't think so, right? I think the next Mr. one is just a... Girls Night Out. The night, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, that's so, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so, eight. Yeah, because the the wrap around Rad Chad's Horror Emporium just turns into Cabin in the Woods. Horror Hypothesis. Yeah, which it's like it's fine and whatever, but uh, it's not. Uh, it's nothing great. And did you know that Gold Dust was the uh, the killer? I did not know. That so that's a Dusty Joe Rhodes. Bob thing. They uh they they explained that it's Dusty Roads before you watch it, and I was like, oh, I was like Gold Dust, cool. Huh. I mean, how would you know? I suppose. Damn, but, uh... not not the best. Well, not the best use of uh, Dustin Roads here. No, and then there's another cameo in that, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I and don't this, know. This goes on forever, and you yeah. just get like the shittiest lame jokes. Yeah. Uh, my review just mentions that there's a bit where there's two characters who are talking about one guy summarizing Game of Thrones to another guy. And it's just like, what the fuck? HBO, bitch. Like yeah, because a lot of people, after. a lot of people say the word bitch in this a lot. Which word? A lot. Bitch, RJ. Wow. Yeah, it comes up a lot. Interesting. Uh, okay. But all I know is that the producer of this film is on Letterboxd. Uh, Aaron B. Coons, who wrote, I just hope it made some horror folks smile, and they had a fun and absurd escape. It's entirely why we made it. Not to make money. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks, Aaron B. Coons. It didn't make me smile. Goo Man is really cool. I'd like to see more from those people, but uh, nothing Mm -hmm. else, really. 
Uh, More goo, man. Aaron B. Coons' favorite films. He follows nobody. So that's great. Uh, He doesn't log movies. He just logged his own. His favorite films include Magnolia, Jaws, Zodiac, and Drive. Sure. Of course it is. Of course (laughs) it is. Smile. Of course. Uh, Yeah, Scare Package is not good. And, like, the thing with the Joe Bob drive-ins, like, I'd say nine out of ten movies that, like, he actually to do. And then one out of ten is, like, contractual obligation to shudder. Jared just sent me a picture of this man. He looks like mm-hmm. a happy man. So he happy. Looks like, he looks like he's having a good time. I think he's the star of Creep 3 is potentially <laughs> what it is. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Scare Package is not good. Not good, not good. Yeah. Contrary to Corpse's four stars. Well, I think Corpse probably really likes the Goo Man one because he mentioned he was like his his review was that the good ones far out the few good ones far outweigh the bad ones. Corpse is a big Astron Six guy, so I think he would be a very very big Goo Man fan. And Goo Man is good. Goo Man's good. Yeah, like a Goo Man. But Goo the, Man. yeah, the uh, the rest of this movie, I yeah. yeah. No package. <laughs> no package. More like no package, am I right? That's right. So that's good. And we watched another one, but I don't know. Maybe should we talk about it next week? Should we talk about it now? We'll we... talk about it next time. Yeah. The follow-up to one of uh, the breakaway movies from Creeptober. Will it live up to it? Nope. Just to say. No. Well, when when the third movie in your franchise features twenty minutes, movie, uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, you know what? We might as well just fucking talk about it. Let's let's talk about Hell House LLC three Lake of Fire. It, here's the thing: twenty minutes of this eighty minute movie are literal scenes from the first movie. This yeah, is like a watching lot of, Puppet Master is, Seven again. Yeah, like, there's a lot of flashbacks in this found footage <laughs> film. And like so, and like and like that's what like do you remember when I was doing all the Puppet Master ones? And I was like, this we had thirty minutes of like re recaps from other movies. That's what this felt like to me. <laughs> so it's like a new billionaire has bought the house and he's setting up a new haunted house. But this one's gonna have a dramatic telling of Faust in the house. And they, this guy's eccentric. He's got a scar on his. Face. Is he a bad guy? We don't know. Uh, the clowns are back for. 10 seconds and uh you just see a ton of scenes from the first movie and a couple from the second and um and then it's opening night again and then it's just people talking about did they know what was going to happen they did they know they knew they knew and you're like the first hell house was such a surprise to me last year where like i i didn't love the ending to it because i thought that kind of like watered it down a little bit but like the first hour of that first hell house movie i was like man I was like, this is what it's all about. This is what found footage stuff is. And yep. I was like, fuck, it's good. Uh, and I see why this movie tries to like bring that back, but it's like, but they well, don't get it. It like, does one, it does one bit, just like the first movie does. Very good. And it's, yeah, it's like actually really good. Uh, yeah. There's like one bit in this, you're like, fuck, if they keep doing this, it's going to be awesome, but nope. And then they never hit it again. They They waste your time with rich guy with bad scar on his face. And you're like, where he makes where he says lines like, "Well, better enjoy this because tomorrow's hell." Yeah. And you go, and he looks at the camera. And you go, huh? 
Uh, white, white. And and my favorite, there's this cat. So, I don't know, to lay this down for people who might not remember Hell House, uh, watch the first one. It's It's, it's good. If if you like found footage stuff, watch it. It's actually not too bad. Yes. It's a very solid little entry in the found footage oeuvre yes. in the in the late two th- or yeah, late twenty tens. It's pretty decent. But then they've made a mistake of they're now they're adding lore. Net- lore is always bad. People want to say they like lore, but it always dilutes everything else. All you can ever hope for in these lore editions is some actual good filmmaking, like mm-hmm. some good bits that are maybe as good as the first one that inspired someone to want to revisit the lore. And the the second one sucks. Like the second one was terrible. Not good. Not uh, good. I, I can't even tell you why it was so bad. I think my it's... <laughs> review mentioned there's a lot of expositing uh, from like the the lead the... ghoul. Yes. And and guess what, RJ? He's lead back. ghoul is back. He's lead not in ghouling. it as much. Hey, yeah. speaking of ghouls, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like the the ghouls were shown outside of the hotel. Like there's a well... scene where the ghouls are like running around outside grabbing people and i was like mm. you're jumping the gun a little bit you gotta you gotta pace it rj i'm, I know, I'm just yet. i'm just saying I, I didn't like but that. well I, what i didn't like was when the ghouls are killing all these people in a room and this camera is just like spinning around in a circle but for some reason they're like oh we have to have some like digital interlacing issues for for some reason all of a sudden because they're like oh we can't show how bad this looks because it probably looked extremely shitty. Because all it is is guys in robes pretending to kill people in the corners, and people are pretending to be scared because mm-hmm. they're they're being attacked by demons from hell. Like literal demons are mm-hmm. pouring out from a hole in the basement. Mm-hmm. They're just running out, and you're like, "Holy fuck, that should be amazing!" And it's like, well, oh, it's just like guys in dark robes with a little bit of like Star Trek makeup on their heads. And they're just running around and they're like, and they're like stabbing people. That's it. That's all they do. That's the, the cunning plan of hell is to open up the gates and just come like streaming into our world and start stabbing people and go, <laughs> got them. So, and I'm not sure exactly what, uh, our millionaire eccentrics plan was other than well, we must open the gate and there's going to be all these like hilarious bits where, Hey, there's like old footage that when you go back through it, he was there all along. Yes. And, so, yeah. and there's the one who's wearing the hat yeah, looking they, all sad at the booth. It's the insidious two thing where it's just yeah. like, it's there like, you go. They were here the whole time. Lore lore yeah. and then of course there's like and then there's the one character look at all her social media where no she posted yes. these pictures not noticing hey there's actors from the previous installments just standing in the background one of those posts it's like one of them is like it's a thing in the background you're like okay there's something there and then one of them it's like the guy is in the frame and he's like hey and it's <laughs> just a like, man there nobody yeah. noticed before and you're like what? And, then, and in case you miss it they have like a, a photo of the person show up at the same time, like, yes, because like, because nobody watching this recognizes anybody from those first two movies. Yeah, I could, I would never be able to like, oh hey, yeah, it's it's Mike from Hell House Part LLC. Two. No one remembers any of the actors. They're they're the most they're not memorable humans. No, but that's uh, what just, makes that movie good. Yeah, that's that's fine of it. So John Everyman. Yeah, it doesn't matter who these people are. It, it's no. actually uh, tells you how well made everything else was. That like you don't need these actors to do you anything don't. other than yeah. Josh, Josh. <laughs> oh yeah. So hey, hey, just like in the Faust play, for every 
demon. There's an angel. <gasps> wow. And then you get to the ending. Catholic horror. The ending, RJ. I, I don't, should we even say it? Like, it, it's not good. Like, well, I'm gonna say it because no one should watch the third one. Yeah, third but we're gonna. Bad. But you know what? RJ and I will be watching the fourth one this month when it comes oh, out. You better believe I'm watching the fourth one. But yeah, the third one's bad. Fun. Yeah, it's yeah, not good. Other than the one like sequence of uh, the girl it's going through the house, a minute long. Like, yeah, minute yeah, long like, thing of her in the least, basement. Well, her like going through the house and they're like doing all these like again stupid digital artificing of like oh here's some like tape like being inserted in mm-hmm. you're like who's doing that is it the ghosts i, I, like, guess, do, I believe so do the, do the ghosts have i don't know premiere uh, <laughs> just like work do they have, are, are, are they are they yes yeah, so i mean are they up to date on creative cloud paying yeah. like 180 dollars a month of to course. make spooky videos or do they get it for free are they bootlegging so anyway she's wandering around and then you get to the basement and you get some clowns and they're and clowns are fucking horrifying. You get the lead clown, which is always the, the, the best the, one. Always the always the best boy. Yeah. So anyway, that that part's great, and everything else is just like whatever, and it's so drawn out. Um, yeah, I, there's a whole bit where like the millionaire guy sits down at the bar like a common man, For and he's like ordering food. And he's all, and he's like upset that like the kitchen's closed already, so he'll just have like some dinner rolls yeah. and has and some red wine, and then you notice like everybody else is just eating dinner rolls. Well, they all take, he orders the dinner rolls and they all take it. And he's like, so, did you guys not eat? He doesn't drink any of the red wine. He just pays, gets up, and leaves. And then he says to the he says whispers, whispers. something to the girl that you find out later. Uh, oh my money! I want to give all my money away because I'm like Bruce Wayne. I'm an angel. I'm like Michael. I'm I'm like I'm like the John Travolta movie Michael. He was sent. He was sent back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to the end of the movie mm-hmm. where all of a sudden we were like in digital heaven. Yes. And it's all the the characters from the first movie who died. Yes. But but, but now they're in purgatory or something. In the house. In the Abbott in the house, hotel. But, but 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 with uh buddy with uh this their their angel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, We're here now. There's nothing that can be done. And it's just like well, he seals up the lake of fires. That's right. So he was an angel the whole time, sealing up the Satanist thing, but he had to let the Satanist out to seal it up the doorway or something like that. Or something. Or was he an angel? I Who the fuck knows? This movie's <laughs> not good. It's ass. It's ass. Ass house. That's what I would yeah. call it. But um, the, it's, the first Lord. movie is good. Hell hole. Hell hole. Whole house. Hell hole would be a better movie, though. You know what I mean? Or whole house. Yeah. That would be a better movie, too. His that's hole. My, hey, that's my movie. I know it is. Uh, yeah, it stinks. It stinks. Like a hole. Like a hole. First movie is great, though. First hour yeah. of it's incredible. Everyone should watch that. It's scary. It is. It's yeah. genuinely it's scary. A, yeah, it's actually spooky. And that's yeah. why. Watch it alone in the basement. The last ten minutes, you're gonna go, yeah. But uh, everything before that is really good. Yeah. The way it always is. Some of this crap. Yeah. Hey, RJ, what, what you got any news for us? Uh, I just saw that. Um, did you see that uh, the new Exorcist movie came out from your friend David Gordon Green? 
the man who brought no. us the Halloween, the revitalization of the Halloween franchise. I had no idea. Did you see? Well, I can tell you. So he's doing. It's a planned trilogy of Exorcist movies from Blumhouse. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but a couple of weeks ago, it was brought up on the pod. Someone said, "What do you think about those?" And I said, "Well, I've seen his Halloween movie, or what? I saw his one Halloween movie, the first one." And I said, "I don't want to see this guy touch any other horror franchise again." But he's doing a, tr- a trilogy of Exorcist movies. I saw that uh, the new one just now got uh, a twenty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, well, the f- I mean, is this a no, is this a remake or a sequel? Sequel to the original. Kind of like how Halloween, his new one, was a sequel. Okay, that's what I was wondering, because, I mean, you can't you can't mess with the original. No. I mean, I think that movie they, actually they know is that. perfect. But it's actually perfect. Yes, it is. Um, but, so, I mean, okay, step one there. But, well, uh, we're planning a trilogy. We don't even know if anyone's going to see the first one. I mean, they will, because people go see horror movies in and Halloween. And it's October, but, yeah. Like, yeah. Apparently, I, I've, I've heard good things about the new Saw. I mean, I would like to watch all the Saws when I, I was talking to a friend of show, Ryan Nick. Maybe next year or something, I might just do all the franchises I haven't seen. Like, I've seen Saw 1. I could watch all 10 Saws next year or something, you know what I mean? Like, there's more Saws than that. Hey, are all the Saws on streaming now, or are they... I saw, I saw a bunch of them just got added to Netflix or Prime. Like, not uh, all of them, but, like, at least six of them. Oh, uh, well, I just noticed uh, Saw 2 is on nothing. Great. Except cool. for, like, Apple TV for four bucks. No, I'm not that, fucking getting Apple TV. That, that doesn't make any... That's so weird. I swear I thought they were all uploaded, too. Maybe maybe Just Wash is lying to me. Well, no, I saw that, like, like at least six or seven of them were on Netflix or Prime, but maybe it's, like, one, three, four, seven, eight, ten... Or something, I don't know. They probably left out one or two just to fuck with you. But one year, maybe I'll do all the saws and paranormal activities. All that. Critters. I know you're a big critters guy. Critters. Critters. Yeah. So anyways, are you going to go see Exorcist, the new one, soon? (laughs) Fuck no. Are you going to watch all those Halloweens? That there's a better chance of that happening than me watching the new Exorcist. I'd sure like to see what you think of that new Halloween. I know what well, I think of that movie. Well, if anybody wants to find out, they can uh, order me the Blu-ray uh, so I can watch the first movie, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll let the world know. We know how this works, Lawrence. Don't <laughs> spend any more of your money. You don't. <laughs> Just like in Batman, you don't owe owe us anything, okay? You don't owe these people anything. Stop buying us stuff. Don't do it, Lawrence. That movie's yeah, not gotta, worth whatever the price tag is. You gotta let other people. Even if that movie's two dollars, that's that burden. two dollars more than you should oh, no, it's spend like, on it. It's like I know it's probably like thirty bucks. That's for, for, that's the that's the true. That's all three in 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 crystal clear high definition. That's too much. That first movie really bad. I wouldn't pay to see that fucking thing again. Mm-mm. You got any news for us, RJ? I already gave you my news. David Gordon Green's got to stop <laughs> making horror movies. What about this piece of news from Variety.com? 
Patrick Stewart thought Tom Hardy's career would tank after odd solitary behavior on Star Trek Nemesis set. He I mean, yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't engage with any of us. Maybe he's character acting. Maybe that was when Tom Hardy was like doing drugs or something. Wasn't that a thing that happened? Possible. Yeah. Possible. Oh, hey, here's a movie scoop. Ooh. A review from January of this year, Mindfuck Cinema is alive and well. Wow, that's beautifully written. Are you, are you going to watch, uh, was that Infinity Pool? I will. Oh, I tried to fucking watch it this week. And uh, the day I tried to watch it, uh, Crave crashed. And, and oh. like, not just Infinity Pool. I tried, like, three f- titles in a row, and it just kept saying, service unavailable, service unavailable. And I said, oh. well, I guess I'm not fucking watching Infinity Pool. There you go. So I tried. No. Fucking shit. <laughs> this country's really going to hell. It's going to shit over here. No. Anyways. Well, cool. I think we got we have a movie to discuss. We do? Like an on- it's an honorary uh ghoul pick it is entirely because it features spooky stuff yeah it's got it's got a scarecrow in it it looks like autumn at times it does and it's creepsville after the break um rj caves in someone's head the rock and it's time to hit the, the dusty trail I, I tell you who I'd like to cave in to to, to to Creepsville. Turn it into a goo man on the high level bridge. How's that sound? Mom and dad have passed away. Didn't love you anyway. But you sat there in your room and cried foul. Life is short, time is too. There's nothing you or I can do but watch the little birds and smell the pretty flower. Baby, it's long. Hard road. Sometimes it's too much to bear. As long as you want me beside you, God and I'll be there. No sun is shining bright, still it seems like darkest night. It's not enough of anything, anywhere. But no matter what you do, just can't seem to make it through Just can't find anyone who really can You know a better world of ways I spent angels singing up on high This life is just anticipation of the days of In 1916, America was changing Expanding holding a promise of new prosperity. People heard the call, and it made them restless. Empires were being built in the wide open spaces. And so they came. Each one boldly blindly searching for the days of heaven.
Days of Heaven. The story of a man who had nothing. The woman who loved him. You're crazy. <laughs> and the man who would give her everything for a share of that love. You know what I thought when I first saw you? I thought if only I could touch her, that everything would be all right. Three people whose destinies joined briefly in a dream. But how long could it last? The Days of Heaven. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Days of Heaven from 1979, directed by Terrence Malick. Our first Malick on this pod, RJ. Really? Yeah. I thought we had watched Tree of a uh, Tree of Life at one point. Well, I mean, I've seen that movie. Like I have too. Ten years ago. Same. But not in pod form. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The tagline for this film, RJ. Your eyes, your ears, your senses. Oh. Will be overwhelmed. What? Yeah. Is that really what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> In 1910, a Chicago steelworker accidentally kills his supervisor. And I don't know why I laughed. <laughs> I don't know either. It's like I accidentally killed my supervisor. And, and then I fled to the Texas panhandle with his girlfriend and little sister to work harvesting wheat in the fields of a stoic farmer. A love triangle, a swarm of locusts, a hellish fire. Malik captures it all with dreamlike authenticity, creating at once a timeless American idol and a gritty evocation of turn-of-the-century labor. Yeah. Days totally. of Heaven. Totally. So this is the movie uh, that occupies a, a strange place in the, the minds and hearts of the Creepsvillian, RJ. Is it? Does. How come? Well, ages ago. So this would have been uh, 22 years ago when I was taking some classes at the university. Uh, oh, wow. Fresh out of the old high school. Uh-oh. Uh, taking film classes i think oh wow uh the guy back then working there uh-huh. um he talked about this movie called days of heaven and how he worked on the production of it uh and i was always like days of heaven like i'm like that movie sounds boring. fucking boring so boring mm-hmm. it, it puts me to sleep days of heaven it's like when everything was great we all know that's not true. And this is a movie yeah. by this Terrence Malick guy who's only ever directed two movies up to like when Thin Red Line uh, came out, you know, recently. And I remember when that movie came along, that was a real big deal because uh, dude pieces out after Days of Heaven for like 20 years. He goes and lives yeah. in France for a while. And then he decides to make a war movie with, with an all-star cast because all these dudes, they all grew up uh, going to film Days school and and checking out Days of Heaven or Badlands. Mm. Don't forget about he also did a movie called I Havoc. I think is Terrence. Malick oh film. wow, 
Ah, yeah. uh, under uh, his uh, nom de plume of Rene Perez, that guy. Yes, yes, but that, I can that's, see a, it. that's another movie the... that like Adrian nah. Brody said he was a big fan. Now, of. now that you now that you say it, I can definitely notice it in the uh, the CGI trees. There's Mo- Malik Ekian type yeah. stuff in there. So. Malik Malikian. Yeah, CGI trees. Of course, that's what Tree hmm. of Life is about. So, Days of Heaven was a movie that I put off watching for a very long time okay. because. You you put the words Richard Gear in front of me. I just go, ugh, why? Because I, the Richard Gear that I knew uh, as a kid growing up through the '90s was he was this like schmaltz guy that you, like mm-hmm. your mom was into, mm-hmm. and, and be like, oh, Richard Gear. Like it'd be like one of those things like Oprah would have him on, and people would be like, Richard Gear, he's a Buddhist. Yeah. I was. Uh... Uh, I watched this with Andy, and I was like, Richard Gere or this person? I was like, Richard Gere or this person? She's like, that person. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, it took a while before she's like, I guess Richard Gere. So uh, she ranked a lot of dudes above Richard Gere is what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of dudes. I I feel like there was a period of time, though, Richard Gere was probably in, like, people's sexiest man of the year. Yeah. Well, when we watch this, she's like, she's like, oh yeah, he's really young. She's like, yeah, I can see it here. Uh, she also said, uh, what'd she oh. say? Well, um, she was like, he kind of looks like two people. What was it? It was a really spot on thing. She's like, he looks like these two people. And then I was like, the farmer kind of looks like Jim Carrey. And then, uh, oh, you know, could see hey, you know, the farmer time. actually looks like, uh, as th- this got called out by letterbox user PD187, okay, Dennis Leary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah, and Sam Sh- Sam Shepard, the the yeah. who won a I think an Academy Award got nominated for Right Stuff, a movie that nobody talks about anymore. Same. Well, I talk about it all the time. Same era. Well, that's like space, but no aliens. Well, yeah, I guess. Okay, so Richard Gere was named the sexiest man alive in 1999. Of course, he was. His ex-girlfriend, Diane von Furstenberg, spoke glowingly of the decision. He walked like a biker, and that attracted me. He told people, I knew I was going to get my hands on him. Uh, That sounds violent. What does she mean by that? You don't get her hands on him, RJ. Yeah, I know, but that sounds forceful. Thirsty. What about consent? Thirsted. What about consent? Richard Gere. Anyway, so hey, yeah. R- Richard Gere, do you think he uh, stayed at the Lethbridge Lodge? <laughs> oh, I, I bet it was the Alec Arms Hotel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I bet it was the something, Alec something Arms. A bit, some, something a bit more uh, timely. Something of the place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so Days of Heaven was shot basically down the road from, uh, uh, from us. Literally down the road. Literally? Yeah. Like down? Literally. Yeah. Like a, a one minute drive for you and me? Oh, uh, depends. To the bridge? It, it, no, uh, there's parts of it that are in the bridge. And definitely, I mean, there's things, well, there's a lot. Remember, there are a few bridges uh, in, yes. in the old sunny, uh, sunny uh, southern Alberta. But the the river bottom is in this, like near the end of the movie. That's well, like, that's Creepsville River. Apparently, bottom. a lot of this was straught around uh, the, the ghost town of Whiskey Gap, which yeah. is actually closer to the Montana border. Yeah, well, a lot of this is um, looks like Raymond. Like the like the bulk of the movie, I was like, that looks like Raymond. Well, the, the the town at the very end is uh, Heritage Park. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know where the town was. I thought my guess was frozen us a little bit. I was like, what town is that? Well, well they definitely have them... to, Yeah, they definitely have to head uh more west for yeah. those mountains. Yeah. Most of the movie I thought was like Raymond, which I guess is which is south from us. And then uh I thought the end of the movie, the river bottom stuff, like I was like, that looks like here. Like that looks like Oh, we it's, got well, it's what it's what uh we call the coolies. The coolies, which I when I lived in the states, I I was like, you guys know like near the coolies, and they're like, what the hell is a coolie? And I'm like, oh, you say river bottom. I was like, it's like when hills have dips, and they're like, what the hell is a hill? And I went, uh, <laughs> what's a truck? <laughs> what's a truck? Uh, that's that's what it felt like being a Canadian. In Everything you said, what's What's a coolie? Yeah, so What's folks, a hill? You, you want, if you want to look it up, C O U L E E S. Coolies. Coolies. Yeah. But yeah, that's a. Uh... So yeah, what Jared's saying is this movie was filmed within less than an hour drive in a complete 360 radius of like uh this is this movie is where we live, which is kind of kind of yeah. neat for us, I guess. But no, this is our no one else. Uh, our our air our neck of the woods is a. Uh, uh, Dust Bowl? Uh, yeah, well, it looks like it. So it is, uh, we're, we are fake Texas, which is appropriate. Which, Last of Us, we were fake Texas. And Interstellar, we were Are we Texas. fake Texas in Last of Us? Is that yes, because, off? Okay. well, Jared, when I was on set uh, <laughs> with Pedro, uh, they had Texan flags uh, on the right. So uh, they don't say it, but like in the design, it was there. I when I was you. on set. When you were on set? When I was on set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's ever actually mentioned in that show, but like the um that 20 sounds years right. the like where when they filmed in Fort Cloud, it was be Texas. And then after that it's like Boston and like across America or yeah, whatever. It jumps around. So yeah, we are we are fake Texas. Fake Texas. That's what yeah, we're good at. Long or or age. the or we're also very just Midwest because we've we've <laughs> also shown up in Fargo. Yeah, well, Fargo's filming right now. Or no, it's almost, it's done. It was filming last year. The newest right. one. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so this movie, Days of Heaven, uh, yeah. it's familiar to us. So yes. this this whole business, I mean, what's the plot about? Should I talk about that first? Sure. So according to, to conflicting reports, uh, Letterboxd uh, synopsis from IMDb says 1910. Wikipedia says 1916. Uh, and that's because uh, okay. the film shows a 1916 newspaper, and the scene late in the film shows American soldiers headed off for World War One. Wouldn't that be check and ni- mate? Wouldn't that be before 1916 though? If it was no, World 19, War 1916. Okay. 1916. When did World War One end? 1919. Yeah, they're about 1918, 1919. It all gets wrapped up and winding down. You get the Spanish flu. Yeah, who hasn't, eh? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, okay. Richard Gere plays a man named Bill. He, yep. he doesn't look as old as a man named Bill you would imagine looks. He's a young whippersnapper, and he's uh, working at a steel mill, shoveling coal into the furnace, getting it real hot so they can do some metal pours. Um, and he, his boss, I guess he's, uh, shoving him around and we learn Bill has a short fuse. Um, uh, Bill takes a swipe at him 
knocks him down onto his back and realizes, oh, fuck, I just killed this guy. Like, accidentally. Accidentally. And he takes off. Uh, he meets up with his his girlfriend, Abby, played by Brooke Adams. Uh, we will find that Bill's got a younger sister, much younger sister, named uh, Linda, who's played mm-hmm. by Linda Mans, who you might remember, RJ, uh, in her turn as the mom in Gummo. Did you know that, RJ? Did not make that connection. Uh, the, the or one, am I remember, going to remember acknowledge her, it? Remember her tap dancing in front of the, the mirror? I don't. Uh, Linda Mans is pretty awesome. Uh, another really great movie with her is Out of the Blue with Dennis Hopper, directed by sure. Dennis Hopper. And I think it actually came out on Blu-ray in the last year or so after getting restored, which is very nice. You know about nice things, RJ? I don't. Could you elaborate? Okay. Uh, grim. Grim Cinema. Okay. Yeah, Linda Mans has like been in a few handful of movies. Uh, kind of noteworthy for this, like, I'll just be voice of hers. <laughs> uh, she seems beyond her years. Who isn't, though? You know who what I mean? isn't. So anyway, uh, they hit the road. They're, they're going to ride the rails uh, mm-hmm. to duck the fuzz uh, and make their fortunes elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So on the road, uh, Bill and Abby decide to pretend that they're siblings. Mm-hmm because they're not married and they can canoodle uh, off to the side. Uh, it's just easier that way, apparently. But, uh, so they, they, they're riding along and they wind up in Texas. Uh, we get these awesome shots of the, the majestic prairie fields of uh, not Texas, Alberta. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, man, that's, that's pretty nice. This, this, this looks quite good, this whole movie. Oh, I should also mention... So this movie opens up with a opening credit sequence, which is just black and white photography of the time. And it is set to a piece of music, which I have found. Cause I was like, what is this? Cause I know it's like a classical piece of music. Do do do. St. Sands, the carnival of the animals aquarium. Interesting. So it's Ennio, Ennio Morricone performing that bit, but uh, yeah, we have Ennio Morricone, um, the the maestro, uh, the composer of a, a great number of movies, mm-hmm. a lot of movies, a lot of classic scores, and this is one of them too. Uh, we have Ennio Morricone doing the music over this whole thing, and there's only like four pieces of music, and they're kind of like all just variations of the same theme, which I remember whenever they would talk about Days of Heaven uh, on like the Oscars or something like that, uh, and they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, look, look at our glorious past of Hollywood. Look how amazing we are. And they'd use this music from Days of Heaven um, all the time. And so you, it would show up in weird places. So I, yeah, I, 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 I brought that up when I was watching with Andy. Because like, I've seen Days of Heaven before. I was, like, I was like, is this the movie where this song is from? Or is this like a music like tone? And this movie was just one that used it but was was that original piece for days ahead the 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 opening opening song is from like 1800s that's okay that's what i thought yeah yeah Yeah. but it's but he performs it right uh the one thing that's weird is uh, it it, this that piece of music is very reminiscent of the music from the prologue of beauty and the beast Mm, yeah okay yeah, yeah, it's like when you listen back to it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. sort of there. But, yeah, that, that music, the Carnival of the Animals Aquarium, that does get used quite a bit 
in various mm-hmm. places. Like it's probably even shown up in like some silent film, like you know, filler music of something that we've watched. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, whim- in... it's very, it's very like mat. It's like a very like I don't know. It's really great. It's a really great piece of music. Yeah. Uh, it invokes like sort of mystery, the past, um, kind of uh, I don't know, very magical sounding it's because wonderful. of that. <laughs> And of course, if you look up the video on YouTube, you can read some comments. And be like, "Yeah, this is just like Tim Burton." It's like, "Well, fuck, I'm sure." I mean, Danny Elfman sure. probably liked this song, this music too, because it's um, it's a it's a classic piece of music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very whimsical. It reminds me of, Christmas, but I think it is also, I think it's in Cry Havoc or something like that. Is like oh. a recent sampling of that 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 audio. Man, you have to. People can tune in and listen all about Cry Havoc uh, in the main episode. Not this ah. not this riffraff of us discussing the Criterion films. Whatever this Malik thing is, I don't know. Malik? But, uh, I think that movie Malik. did it first, probably, to be honest. Yeah. Smart Alec. Or something anyway. else. Or something else. So anyways, yeah, we have the great music that drives this. The cinematography. Uh, is it Nestor... Oh, what's, what's the guy's name? Mr. Almandros, who yeah. uh, should be noted, was going blind uh, at this time, like full on getting going blind. So uh, Haskell Wexler uh, came in as the backup cinematographer. Uh, when Nestor Almandros uh, wins the Academy Award for Best Cinematography, Haskell Wexler is real pissed off about it. He's like, I shot over half of this movie. It should be me, damn it. Anyway. I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. So anyway, uh, the the fam they arrive uh, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and there's some work to be had. This old man comes with a bullhorn saying, "We, we need some was it swears beggars beggars? You ever begged before? You ever begged? Yeah, yeah. Or sackers? Uh, it's like you ever sackers. Begged? I think it's sackers. Yeah, yeah it was a different. Yeah, and Richard Gere goes, "Yep, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but yeah, sure. I need I need money. I need I need." food but i definitely won't be getting shelter so uh we get these these like majestic shots of all the migrant workers uh coming over the the hills um and getting to work uh in this gigantic fucking endless field and in the center of it or in the on the ed- horizon line of it you know about the horizon rj i've uh, heard yes there's there's this big old house this gigantic house on the horizon and that is where uh Sam Shepard, the farmer, lives. Okay, and what's his deal? Uh, he he's very good at farming, like farming, and getting other people to do the work. And okay, he sit, cool. and he looks at his stopwatch every once in a while and observes the great works of his. Uh, we also find out that he is dying of of something. Well, it's yeah, like, it's like you can assume it's like a stomach cancer, maybe. Nobody knew what it was. They just knew he would die. His time was out. That was a beautiful Linda Mans right there. So he's got, uh-huh. yeah. So the idea is like, well, he might have a year. We No one knows. He, he might have a year. He might have to. Yeah. I just care for Chicago. But it seems like this guy is like not letting him, let, not letting that slow him down. But in Aww. his other decisions in his life, he's kind of wound up alone in being the ultimate farmer. Yeah. Uh, getting six figure yields. Which I mean, in, that's a that's a lot 1910s. of fucking money. It's a lot of money in the 1910s. That's a that's a lot of money. Some a little bit of scratch. Mm-hmm. So 
anyway, uh, we have a lot of scenes of labor occurring in the fields. Um, so it's basically just like footage of like Bill, Abby, and Linda doing stuff. And the movie is completely uh, narrated by Linda Manns with her folksy observations. She kind of like this. Which apparently was a, a late stage editing uh, decision made in the movie. Good call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I get, if it was late stage, it was a very good call because uh, I was talking to Andy about this. Like, uh, like she she was at Tree of Life with me, that infamous theater experience that I had. Where uh, and uh, this is the first time she saw Days of Heaven. She's like, oh, she's like, oh, so his movies have like an actual story. I was like, yeah. I was like, Tree of Life kind of does, but uh, yeah. uh, like, because there's the scene in this where it's like the seed growing, and she's like, oh, so he wanted to make a whole movie on that, and I was like. Yeah, kind of. Like that's what <laughs> yeah. Tree of Life is a little bit, but uh, like the narration in this, I do think actually helps quite a bit because it's just like gives a little um, gives kind of a through mine for this whole thing. Which yes, is, I think uh, helpful. Essential, yeah. Well, because you've yeah. got the music nailed, you got the visuals nailed, you have yes. this voiceover that kind of bridges all the gaps there. I mean, yeah. the cast is. Like, you know, there's like a hundred people or something probably uh, at times in the frame, but there's only five characters. Yeah. And there's people doing busy work. Some um, of the characters don't even have names. It's just the farmer. No, they're just there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, Sham Shepard's like one of the main characters and he's the farm. And then there's the farm foreman. Who is the oldest man on planet Earth. Oh, even by uh, 1979 standards. Oh yeah, that's the other yeah. thing. So this movie, so this movie, I I think started production like in '76, and it took like years for it to actually get made. Um, there's one of the big things about this movie is this is the beginning of Malik's like perfectionism or just changing his mind and inconsistencies and difficulty to work with and the fact that so there's the whole thing this is where i learned about what the magic hour is rj um, can you describe that this is the first part of the day and the last part of the day where the sun is just in the sweet spot where you get these beautiful colors realized mm -hmm. it's just like you know dusk and dawn where does the and sun it, hit? And, and the magic hour is misleading it's because oh, it's not okay. an hour it can be sometimes like you know 25 minutes and we're only going to shoot mostly in those windows of time every day. So uh, people have to wake up really fucking early and they have to make sure that they have nothing to do in the middle of the day. And then they have to show back up in the evening if they're needed. And this goes on for some time. There is reshooting, going back and forth, getting this just right. This, this completely shapeless sort of amorphous movie. Because that's what I would call it. I mean, this movie doesn't really have like um, a lot going on in terms of like a mechanical plot like this is completely removed from that um i think i'm glad when i did get around to watching days of heaven that i had uh read some john steinbeck and that's so i had like read like you know, grapes or, of wrath or, grapes or e east of eden actually so yeah. it kind of because this movie kind of enters into like this like it's a literary film uh this this, this isn't about plot <laughs> That no. none of that none of that matters. I mean, most of his movies aren't right. Like, yeah, I mean, Bad, Badlands is a little bit of it is. Uh, yeah. I think the thing that I really loved 
uh, when I did first start watching Terrence Malick movies, you know, some time ago, uh, mm-hmm. was his attention to detail in the environments, which I kind oh, of miss. Yes. I kind of like confuse a little bit with uh, Nicholas Rogue because I always thought about Walkabout mm-hmm. is having that as well. This sort of like lingering on like the the flats and like the weird the the, the critters kind of you're, lurking. You're... Yes, here's how I would describe the difference. Terrence Malick is like nature is beautiful let's just allow whatever is going to happen happen there's going to be some peacocks here let the peacocks be here if there's just some quails or whatever let them be where nick rogue is like nature about, needs to it, be killed and what we're about those hey what about that. the do you think that skunk got out of the way of that combine oh absolutely absolutely because you know back in that day what they would have is they'd have a walker in the combine with a big stick shaking all the animals out <laughs> so I think uh, Terrence Malick is, let's show the, the the beauty of nature and Nick Rogan. Let me murder everything in front of you. And but he also said, crikey. Crikey. Oh, I kill this one, this wee lad. Whack. Got a live one here. Whack. Not then anymore. Go. He... <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he eats him. Yeah. And then he has a, has a pint. Yeah. So anyway, um, this, this, uh, deception uh, of sure. Bill and Abby being brother and sister. I mean, a lot of people kind of go, uh-huh. And they, people immediately pick up on it. It's like, oh, yeah, your sister keep you warm in that, bud. Whatever mm-hmm. you get to see is that some of that infamous Bill rage pop up. I think Richard Gere did that in real life. He really fought that. That's yeah. what I heard. I read it yeah. on the internet. You, you read that online? Yeah, well, it's not my personal there's, there's, there's a lot There's a lot about Richard Gere online. Maybe, maybe don't oh, trust Oh, is there? Him. Interesting. So, anyway, but this, the farmer, well, a- Abby's caught his eye a little bit, the, the, the woman with the, the black hair. You know, it's funny. Uh, when we were watching this, Andy, Andy was just like, she's like, these people, like, haven't bathed in, like, months and months, and it's the first woman that's, like, under 500 years old, and this guy's like... <laughs> we, we only have one scene depicted of them bathing, but I'm pretty sure during those summer months they could... Uh, Go down by the creek and freshen up whenever they wanted. I mean, the point is they're dirty 1910s people. Like, they're probably pretty stinky. You know? <laughs> well, everything was stinky back then. Well, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Did, did you did you go outside today? Did you, did you smell the air? I was outside. I, I raked the leaves today. Ag- the agriculture smell was very... Uh, uh, oh, you mean thick. the feedlot? <laughs> yeah. You mean the feedlots that are giving everyone here MS? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's a, it's it, one of one of the, so like where we live, there oh is a high prevalence of MS and one of the popular theories of it is popular. Yes. And uh, one of the popular theories of that is the prevalence of feedlots surrounding our areas have the increased methane production. And because like we have like one of the highest MS prevalence in the world, the world, Jared. And, and, and what about so, what about so other say, parts of the world with agriculture? Well, I think is, is, are we the only place with feedlots? Well, I mean, it's just like you live in Creepsville. The entire outside of our city is like a circle lots. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that's I, why I feel they, like that, that's I feel why like people a, say that. I think a lot of cities are like this. A lot I of think towns. some some of them are. I'm I'm just saying this isn't this isn't even a me thing. This is uh this is a actual scientific thing that before 
where that that is the that is the best idea they got of why we have higher end. <laughs> wow, is the feedlots? That's all we got, thing. folks. Yeah, but anyways, it does it does smell like feedlot here quite a bit. It it smells like shit. It smells yeah. like fucking shit all the time. Can you all describe there... that in another way? Well, what about so I remember uh, well Calgary smells like this too. What, Sometimes, what about... yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But Cowtown. When, uh, when I saw. WWE Raw many many years ago, Vince McMahon came out and he said, "Why oh, does it always smell like shit out here?" You know he knew. Countdown. Countdown smells like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not normal, not normal. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, in this story of normalcy, mm-hmm. um, a- Abby sees an opportunity, talks talks it through with Bill, saying, "Hey." This guy really fancies me, and he's got a lot of money. That could be real good for both of us. And, you know, we can still be together on the low, and your sister's taken care of, and you know what? It'll be like days, days of heaven. And he went, yeah, it'll be just like heaven, and we'll be spending days in it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, things things, so they get uh, kept on after uh, harvest, uh, after everything gets uh, cleaned on up. And uh, yeah, everything's going to be great. Everything's going to sure. work out well. And sure. th- and then the Italian circus people show up, and that's mm-hmm. when it all goes. That's all when it begins to go downhill. Do you think it's explicitly because they're Italian, or? Well, I mean, it's the Criterion Collection. There's that is a uh, major, major yeah. point of what this thing is all about. So. so so Bill Bill's a little handsy, a little bit too much touchy. And uh, the the farmer catches a glimpse of this, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" Because even the his farm foreman, mm. he's like, "I don't trust him." After they get married, man. and he's like, "You don't talk about my wife that way. You go up to the North Law. You take care of things up there." And he's like, "Well, I'll do you. I'll do that." And uh, of course, he he mutters off to Bill. It's like he's like a son to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, this is the man. He's like, "I'm gonna. If you do anything, to him, I'll see you dead." And off he goes, and he disappears. And the days of heaven are had. Things are miraculous. Well, it's good times for everybody. Things, everyone's happy. Um, but Bill, mm-hmm. Bill's got that little like a uh, little bit of jealousy going on, and sometimes he mm-hmm. he's got a bit of a niche that, that needs scratching. And he takes her off to the sides, uh, spend a lot of long nights together. Which of course the farmer's like, "Where were you last night? I couldn't sleep, so I went for a walk. Why didn't you wake me?" And, and you know she changes the. Yeah, topic. I just didn't want you to wake up. Here. Yeah, so Sleep. yeah, I mean the farmer is like a young man. Sam Shepard yes. is like, I mean these are all like people are probably around the same age, mm-hmm. uh, ish. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, things escalate. It's a new year, a new season. Uh, mm-hmm. The the workers are back, uh, and but this this feels a little bit different, a little bit more friction now. Uh, the walls are coming crumbling down in this empty field. And so uh, there's a, a picking. Uh, there's a lot more questions the farmer has for Abby as he's seeing this in his face. And he's just like, you know, feels like an idiot. Um, and then as the farmers are farming, uh, the people are picking uh, the, the kitchen. Linda Manns mm-hmm. is like, she's making something in the kitchen. We're doing something in the kitchen. She's and that's cutting, when... uh, cutting celery. C- celery, and cutting then celery. we start we start getting grasshoppers. RJ, the locust, the locust, the grasshoppers. 
That's what they look like to most of us. Hmm? Biblical. Biblical. While they start, they're crawling because we've all heard about swarms of locusts and when they descend, they come. And so there's, uh, I I looked this up because I was curious, like, how did they do this shot? Because there's this bit where they're out in a field and like suddenly you're like, whoa, is that some like (laughs) special effects? Or is that, did they fly these locusts in for real? Well, so they like, wondering. No, they they did this. So they dropped shit on them. Oh, yeah. Uh, So here it is. For the shot in the locust sequence where the insects rise into the sky, the filmmakers dropped peanut shells from the helicopters. Mm. They had the actors walk backward while running the film in reverse through the camera. When it was projected, everything moved forward except the locust. Uh, for the close-ups uh, and insert shots, thousands of life locusts were used, which had been captured and supplied by Canada's Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. Fuck, we did it, hey? We got them. Uh, taxpayers' money at work right there, folks. Yeah, well, how come they can't do that anymore? It's not a movie. Mm-hmm. Get the bugs. Sick of the bugs. Come get the get bugs. Z-bugs. I see bugs all the time. I always talk about bugs. Why can't our mm-hmm. government do that anymore? Uh, and then we get to the the hell phase. So of course yeah. the they got to get these the grasshoppers are going to ruin the whole crop. They're going to eat everything. We got to get rid of them. I don't know how you would even deal with this, but there was a man or there's like sensors that they're burning. <laughs> it's like something out of like a fantasy novel. Uh, yeah. And they're wh- they're whacking those bushes and picking these yeah. grasshoppers, uh, throwing them into the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course. This is when the, the tensions rise to a point between uh, uh, Bill and the farmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the farmer has had enough of this. And he comes right at Bill. Uh, he starts swinging at him. He's like, what the hell, man? Uh, but some fire gets let loose into the fields. And boy, oh, boy, uh, the shit burns up real fast. And now it's like mayhem. Uh, mm-hmm. no, there's no attempt to even try to put out these fires. Uh, but there, there, there is some try to, like, effort to try to save the machinery. Mm-hmm. Uh, this very expensive machinery that looks incredible, kind of making its way across the landscape in this mechanical booming sound. And there's like a tension too when you're watching those earlier scenes before it all uh, turns terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you're like, oh man, someone's arm's going to get caught into one of these things. Someone's going to get mangled. Old school farm work, eh? That's like, right. Yeah, like when they're when uh, girlfriends just throwing the hay into. Uh... She's like running by it and like pulling it off with like the the old timey swather, where it just like gets cut and it's there. And she's like, ugh, ugh. She's got to run beside it and pull it off. You're like, is that the? I guess that's a, that was the best way. Hmm. All right, all right. So I mean, one thing I'll mention too, RJ. So this whole movie, I mean, if I told you it was uh, it's budget budgeted for three million dollars at the time. <laughs> Say how how much of that was spent on hot dogs? Well, eight hundred thousand dollars was what it got uh, stapled onto this, including mm-hmm. one of the producers having to uh, mortgage his home uh, mm-hmm. to cover those work? costs. Yeah. I don't know. The movie did, the movie was like a mild success. Like, it did okay. Now it's like you know a legendary film. It's art, mm-hmm. RJ. Art. I know. Uh, there's a mention here too. The harvesting machines constantly broke down, which resulted in shooting beginning late in the afternoon, allowing for only a few hours of light before it was too dark to go on. One day, two helicopters were scheduled to drop peanut shells to simulate locusts on film. However, Malik decided to shoot period cars instead. Mm-hmm. He kept the helicopters on hold at great cost. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he um, did. 
that's that's the cost of making it RJ. So anyway, yeah. Uh Bill's pissed. Uh farmer's pissed. Uh they they fight it out. Uh and a man gets stabbed. The farmer. Mm-hmm. Um it's cause goddamn that farmer just won't die from his mysterious ailment. Couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't die quick enough. So anyway, now Bill's on the hook for another death. The Bill? The Bill. And now they're they're on the run again. Take mm-hmm. a car, abandon, uh, sell it to a uh, somebody right on the river shore to get a ride, buy the boat, and now we're going down to the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Which ones? And then, but now there's but there's a manhunt on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, they they have over for them. Yeah, they're they're going to get them. They uh, yeah, they wind up at the uh, high level bridge, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a shoot up down in the river bottom. Sure is. Over the old man, uh, and they get him. R- Richard Gear gets got, and this really cool shot too. This like rapid fire of him hitting the water face down, mm-hmm. which apparently was shot at Sissy SpaceX house. Long like after yeah. the fact. That was like, uh, also, yeah, that was after the fact. But I heard that was also in prop. Like they actually shot him. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. So explain. So is it zombie Richard here that we've been dealing with ever since? No, no, no. Have you ever heard of like doppelganger? Have you ever heard of? I've heard of doppelgangers. Yeah. I've seen some pretty bad short films about those this creeptober. I'm sure you have. Have you ever seen the movie Exist? Because it's kind of similar to that. Okay. Yeah. And that the the doppelganger exists. Yeah. So. So. Um. So Abby, uh, who had been married into the farmer as uh, wealth, uh, gets it all. So she, she's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's like, I can't take care of this, Linda. I'm going to put her in boarding school. Mm-hmm. Abby doesn't take kindly to this. Or sorry, Abby Abby takes off. See some soldiers leaving. But Linda, Linda does not take kindly to this. And uh, she meets a friend, uh, another scamp, and they uh, they take off. And that's... And that's the end of the movie. Sure it is. Sure it is. Sure it is. That is the end of the movie. I'm not being ambiguous. I'm saying sure it is. That's it. Because it is. So yeah, anyway, I don't know. Uh, Days of Heaven is a good movie. It's uh, a rarity. Oh, really? In the Criterion Collection. Oh, uh, wow. At this, at this point in time. So uh-huh. that's, a, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. I... I don't consider this a perfect movie or anything like that. It's not one of my no. favorite go-to movies, uh, but I mean, it's got all the it's got all the pieces of like, oh yeah, look at that, look at that movie being great over there. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not like my it's not making my top one hundred, my personal top one hundred, but it's a uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, That's a good show. It, it's it's a pleasant surprise. I mean, I've seen the movie before. I knew it was going to be good, and I watched mm. it again. I was like, "Yeah, this movie's still good." I I don't hate movies. It's just movies are bad. Just aren't. Yeah. Some movies, movies are, are just bad, bad, and some movies are really good. And yeah. like, one has to know the difference. I agree. One has to navigate this. I agree. But uh, yeah, I, I I just found out though. Apparently, the Days of Heaven Blu-ray has been out of print for some time. And oh. so it is coming out on 4K like right away. Mm. Uh, well, I own the Blu ray. Wow. Which is. That's, it was probably worth some money. Now it's not. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't care about that, but uh, okay. I, I, it was one of the early Criterion Blu rays that I actually bought, like before we even started podcasting. Because I like Terrence Malick. 
You like Terrence Malick. But the question is, RJ, do you like Days of Heaven? Um, truly, I was in heaven for the day that I watched this film. Days of Heaven's wicked. I, I mean, I really like it. Uh, for a lot of the reasons. Like, a lot of stuff you... Number one, like, not that you should like something because you have um, personal attachment to it, but um, everything in this movie is where we live. It's kind of neat to see. I like I like watching that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But even if it wasn't here, say it's they like seeing this yourself in... on the screen. Yeah, I relate to a lot of characters in this movie, like the little girl who's the narrator. You know her? She narrators she talk like this, kind of, kind of talks like that, kind of a little bit different. Um, no, I mean I I, I do like uh, it. It's a neat movie for us because uh, all the things that you said like that are associated with this movie. It's like yeah, this is where we live. But um, movies that have also shot here, things like Interstellar, Argo, Last of Us, where it's like, RV, uh, Harvey, RV. With Robin RV Williams. With Robin Williams, yeah, and Milk River. Rollerball. Rollerball, yeah. Uh, all prestige films, all prestige format artisan films. And um biggest thing is that a lot of people see Alberta, uh, Alberta as either a wasteland, like an apocalypse, like the world has ended, or it's 1902 and the world hasn't started yet. That's pretty much the only in-between for us. The Revenant. That's another one here, filmed with natural light. You remember that one? Remember natural light, Jared? Hey, remember uh, Reflecting Skin? Oh, I remember Reflecting Skin. The movie people pretend is good, but when you watch it, it looks amazing. Yeah, well, because of that beautiful Alberta light. Uh, Hey, did you know that some people say that this country? This podcast is God's country? Alberta. End of of the podcast. I mean, I heard. I mean, which one? I mean, I've heard a lot of people claim that so and so is God's country. Oh, Alberta's God's country. You know why? Why? You ever seen the horizon? Ever seen that horizon? Yeah, you ever seen that horizon? Never, never so much as in Days of Heaven. But also, I, I put this in my review. But um, ten, twelve-year-old smoke in this, and it's just like, yeah, that's what yeah, God wanted. You're, you're, you, man, I, I, people out there are wondering if this podcast is part of the tobacco lobby. <laughs> ah, I mean, I would take a cut if they mm-hmm. if they wanted to. They don't they don't support me in any way. I'm just trying to make people uh, men again. Cancer. Uh, anyways, what about, can women <laughs> smoke too, RJ? In your world? Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. If they want to be real, real tough, real gruff, and they they could beat up. Uh, people who didn't smoke, men or women. Someone who smokes could beat up anyone who doesn't smoke, I think. Very well. So anyways, uh, yeah, Days <laughs> of Heaven's wicked. I do really, I really like Terrence. Like, I know some of his stuff gets uh, a little bit experimental later on. It's like I said, in Trees of, or Tree of Life, I've, that was a, one of the wildest theater experiences for me, other than like her theory um and uh some of the shows i've watched with you but uh so like half the theater left an hour into that movie and like dude people i didn't know were talking to me you uh you seen this and i was like what i was like i'm sorry what are you seeing this movie i was like yeah i'm here with you buddy so i i I do know terrence malick like sometimes goes off a little 
bit, but uh, uh, I really like his stuff, man. Like, I think a lot of it is so. I don't know how you can describe a feeling, but a lot of his movies are a feeling where it's just like, I think like what he shoots, he's just like, he's like, what is this? He's like, what are these peacocks that just live in part in the world? Because we have peacocks here. So it's and, like Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah, in like Alberta's Terrence Malick's jungle that cries in agony all all. So uh, I. He likes his uh, pseudo Texas though, because he he's yes, in he Badlands. I mean, yes, that's like does. sort of that's like Midwest Texas mm-hmm. land. He likes yeah. he likes the horizon. The horizon, exactly, exactly. Uh, but I, I do like that he a lot of what he does it it does seem to he's just showcasing nature, whether it's animals or it's fields swaying in the wind with that Creepsville wind and uh, the horizon with the sun. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think. I don't know. All that stuff is wicked. I think the story is good. Like, there's nothing I would change to it. Nothing I would add to it or take away from it. it the story is what it is. But uh, um, as a whole, it's just like, uh, it's just a really pretty movie. And uh story is good enough. Music is good. And you're, you're just around. You're just along for the ride, man. You're just along for the ride. I really, I really liked it. Yeah. Mostly because of the smoking. Yeah. But, uh, no, I don't know. You love that tobacco, huh? Well, Jarrett. So smooth. Ah. It's it's a big country. Truly Mm. in flavor country. No, I don't know. Days of Heaven's just all around good stuff. All around good stuff. Well, you want to hear from people who hate Days of Heaven? Uh, which so, I'm, like, I'm very curious. I'm very curious, actually, because yeah. because to me, I guess going well. I mean, this clearly is like a like a great movie. Um, yeah, I didn't well, look at these beforehand. I never do, but it's like, I don't really know why we why you would right. hate this. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Um, first of all, we got a recent one. This is from like only a few weeks ago. Oh, Devin Bish, half a star. Okay. Probably the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> every every single character pissed me off can't hear shit and people think it's good because of lighting i mean i actually really like that sometimes the dialogue is un, like un uh, audible or inaudible like you can't i like that I, I like that i know this guy's none of his movies are bad his favorite movies but it's like silence of the lambs django jurassic park and wolf of wall street i don't know wolf of wall street in there is a little bit i mean Okay, let's see here. We got iPod replay. Uh, this sucked so bad. I never hated a movie more than I hate this one. Like, oh. Oh. this guy's uh, favorite movies is Clockwork Orange, so that tells you a lot. You know what I mean? Huh. Oh, uh, one and a half, or two and a half stars for the thing. This dude, get out of here. Anyways, Revention, half a star. Probably the most unprofessionally constructed movie I've ever seen in my life. Get the fuck out of here. Do you see what the next thing is that he says? No, I didn't. I, I, I clicked on their thing here. Did they have chat GPT to write scripts back in the 70s? Or did Terrence Malick, a human being, actually write such an emotionless, unoriginal, and absurdly vacuous screenplay? There's no question mark there. Your pretty oh. hayfield shots won't save this disaster piece. 
don't expect any form of valued character development because every scene that breaks down people's feelings through dialogue is either bullied with a constant music or it's being abruptly cut out, sometimes even in the middle of a line into something else. The cuts in the film are so constant that there's left no rest. What? The cuts? The cuts, cuts? RJ. Uh, uh, to actually examine the relationships and journey represented. Whoever was in charge of the scissors for this film prefers to include maybe 50 minutes of the actual story and the rest is people working in the hayfield. Get out of here. Then get there's here. the dialogue that is so robotically performed to the ostentatious acting that it makes the characters look like a bunch of robots pretending to have feelings. I've seen SpongeBob episodes with more competently valued an interesting dialogue than this. I've seen better and deeper character development in rom-com advertisements than in this movie. This is terrible. The constant music is annoying to hear, and all the scenes are so abruptly chopped up that they feel like a combination of some randomly filmed incidents instead of an actually representable story. This movie is without a doubt one of the most cringe and stupid ones I've stumbled upon. Might just very well be the worst movie I've ever seen. That's fun. I mean, saying that you stumbled upon Days of Heaven is a... That's like, I just stumbled upon Jurassic Park. I've never heard of this before. It's like, all right. Uh, This person one and a half starred Amadeus. One and a half starred Goodfellas. Gimmick. One and a half starred Mulholland Drive. This, this sounds like a this sounds like a gimmick to me. Yeah, one and a half starred Mulholland Drive. One star to Fargo. One star to The Truman Show. One star to Whiplash. One star to One Flew Over the Blue's Nest. One star to Vertigo. Other half star films include Andre Rubleb, uh, <laughs> Elephant, and The Wicker Man. Uh, two friends watched this, both didn't like it, referring to incest brings in sex. But they're not brother and sister. It's just a uh, lie. That they, it's yeah. just a lie they tell so they can manipulate people. Like, yeah. they, did they you not don't. watch this fucking movie? Nope. Idiot. Idiot. One of, their, one of their favorite films is The Fifth Element. I don't know if I've ever gone off on The Fifth Element, but the people who are into The Fifth, fifth Element is in the same category as Fight Club fans and Scar. I'm sick of these fucking Fifth Element people. This Enough. was the then this this was the worst movie I've ever seen. A bad movie experience to say the least. This movie is the personification of wheat. Don't watch it. The only part that I enjoyed was the frequent gratuitous shots of wild turkeys. Uh, wrote, those aren't turkeys, you idiot. They're fucking uh, peacocks. Fucking idiot. Uh, uh, I don't know what this person's got against wheat. Wheat is awesome. Wheat makes all the best foods. Makes cereal. Uh, one of their favorite films is My Own Private Idaho. We, you know what we say on this podcast about My Own Private Idaho? Not as good as E.T. What about for the review? Boo! <laughs> From Braddo423. Oh, you always gotta like people who got a bunch of numbers in their stuff. Uh, Rocky 4 is their favorite. Uh, one of their favorites. Oh, really weird. Bozu's review. Bozu? Let's see that. Yeah, Bozu. Uh, what kind of symbol is that? I think it's supposed to be wheat. A wheat field. I mean, that's not that's not bad, but half star. Half star. I, don't, I don't know Bozu. Bozu. Uh, maybe. Bozo. Okay. Right below that, though, we got chunk butt. 
who writes oh. beautiful shit, but damn, the story boring. I mean, it's not. It's not boring. This person's from North Korea, and they really, really like Wally. That's all I can say. So, oh, people, some people just find the movie really fucking boring. And then stop watching it. Turn it off, then. Turn it off. Who fucking cares? If you don't like something, that. turn it off. And then leave a review on Letterboxd. I mean, like, do like we all do. Yeah. No. Well, you know, what can you say about Days of Heaven? It's no scare package. It's no scare package, but good as E.T.? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it is as good as E.T., this one. At least as good. At least as good as E.T., I would say. At least as good. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts on your favorite movie? Uh, favorite uh, best criterion we've watched in a very, very long time. Um, yeah. No, it's a good show. You should watch oh. it. And if, you, if you're 20 minutes in and you think it's boring, turn it off and go watch something else. I don't give a shit. You can watch this, then you can uh, go watch some uh, 80s Richard Gere, American Gigolo, and uh, uh, the, the Breathless remake he's in. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't want to watch any of this stuff, honestly, just there's a movie on Tubi called Cry Havoc. You could check that out for free any day. So check it out. A lot of good stuff on Tubi. Hey, this isn't on the Criterion channel. No, it's not. Good thing I own. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bizarre. Random. Goddamn Criterion channel. What is it good for? Ah, fucking nothing. After the break, RJ finds himself dead in Sissy Spacek's bathtub. The bullets were real. Bring them on. RJ, if you were an iterant worker, forced to work in the fields, what kind of crop would you like to work? Butts. But, butts. Butts. I'm not familiar with that. What, what, do they, what do they put butts in? Hot dogs. Oh. Just like the whole, the whole butt or just part of the butt? The whole butt. Nothing but butt. Yeah, let's do butt field. I like that. Buttfield. You ever heard it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buttfield. You know what's a cool field? is mustard. Mustard. You ever driven by a mustard field? It looks really pretty. I think I have, yes. Yeah, not canola. Get the fuck out of here with canola. Mustard. Mustard. <laughs> canola. That's the, the, the PR cleanup. Well, exactly. Some people will confuse mustard and canola. No, no, no. I'm here for the mustard fields. All right. Yeah. Aye. Mustard. Well, you can email us a month from now. Uh, tell us what your uh-huh. favorite field is. We've Mustard. got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Mustard uh, we're, account. We're on Letterboxd where you can watch all of our uh, ghoul school and plan out. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. 
Yeah. We got a uh, Tumblr. We got a YouTube. Uh, that we got exists. Tumblr. It exists. Uh, we do have a Tumblr once. Okay. And we've got uh, a Patreon for a dollar or more. You can get on and join us in Discord. Lots of shit on there to look at. Very yeah. embarrassing. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Not anymore because Stitcher's dead. Yeah. iTunes, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're on Mustard. On Mustard Gas. Yeah, we're on MustardGas.com. <sighs> Next week, RJ, yeah. no criterions for us. <laughs> We got ghoul school. We've already like oh, done a. Baby. We've done a. We've already done like a proto ghoul school. Talking about movies on a movie podcast, like a couple of Incredible. chumps. But next week Incredible. it's gonna be all horror all the time. So, you got a taste, folks. You got a taste of it. Next week is gonna be more of it, and then we'll talk about Under the Volcano the week after that. But after that, it's gonna be two weeks straight. Fucking ghoul school. It's gonna be incredible. It's about fucking time. About fucking time. Freedom. The it's taste about of freedom. All right, you well, judge. with all that said, uh, it's time to go start watching more horror. Hey, what are you going to watch, RJ? I asked you first. I asked you first. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. Fiddlesticks. Uh, you know what I could watch? You ever heard of Bigfoot? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of Bigfoot. You ever heard of Patrick McGee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And something called Primal Rage. You ever heard about Bigfoot oh. sniffing piss? Yeah, I think I I'm. I think I'm in the market. Yeah, you're in the market for piss sniffing. Well, not that. That's crazy. But uh, I'm in the Bigfoot market because uh, no. I'm chasing that, that existence. I, 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 I gotta warn you, that movie's like pretty pretty dark. It's it's not fun. Like literally dark, or uh, it's it gets it's kind of it's kind of uh. Ooh. Uh oh. What's big? What else is Bigfoot up to? Well, what Bigfoot sometimes does in these movies when there's oh. women around. Uh oh. Okay, maybe Uh-oh. not that. <laughs> what are you gonna watch, Jared? Um, I don't know. Looking, looking, looking. Ooh, maybe there's some Uli Lomel movies. You oh, know sure. The Devonsville Terror. You of know course. About, you know about uh. Ooh, maybe some Italian cannibal cinema. Oh, of course. Eaten alive. Uh, that's mm. a possibility. Toby Hooper's maybe, maybe eaten some, alive? Uh, well, there's more than one eaten alive, RJ. Oh, okay. Maybe something with killer tomatoes. It's hard to say. Unknown. You should watch Megan. Megan? No, I don't know about that one. Me 3 Gan. You should watch Me 3 Gan. <sighs> eh, eh, we'll see. The month is young. The month is young. It's only the fourth. I gotta watch something. By gum. I mean, with that yeah. being said, you'll find out soon, true believers. Mm-hmm. You'll just hop on Letterboxd and join us for the ride. Watch some horror movies yourself. Yeah. Find out how problematic Bigfoot really is. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, with us. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>